right, what's up, people? It is Critical Mess. It is episode 23. That means it's our MJ episode. It's also a Christmas episode. Uh, this is the podcast where some dudes in the ad business rap about movies that critics and audiences do not agree on. I am Nick Honeywell. I'm here with Grizz Griswold and Brian McCullough. Producer Ben is here. Greet the people, fellas. Hey, gang. Hey, what's going on? It's Brian McCullough. Uh, I just want to change my answer to a previous icebreaker. Best plot twist of all time is not seven. I forgot about The Matrix. No, I'm just kidding. Got <laughs> it's it. not The Matrix. Found it. Uh, it's a movie it's called Come True. A movie called Come True. Best plot twist of all time, and the plot twist takes place on the very last frame of the movie. Not scene, not sequence, frame of the movie. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I only watched that because you told me to, and it was pretty good. It was Thanks, pretty Nick. good. Appreciate Come true. That. Not a very good name no, for a movie. Bad, bad name. But decent film. Great plot twist. We got Ben here, too. Hey, what's up? What's up, Ben? <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't never. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean for you to speak. I just wanted to tell people. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's in the background. It's gracious. All right, guys. Um, it's at this point in the show where we typically do an icebreaker. So we're going to do an icebreaker right now. And um, it's, a, it's a pretty easy one, I think. Just the first thing that comes to you here, guys. Once again, no wrong answers. But I just want you guys to deliver one of your favorite lines of movie dialogue. Chris, go first. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. It's one of my favorite lines in any movie. And All I right. just watched it recently, so. Well, I, obviously that gets my full stamp yeah, of approval. Yeah, fully approved by Nick, I knew. But yes, I guess my gold stamp. Here's mine. Mr. Anderson. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Very good. Very good. All right, I'm going uh, total cliche because I, I just watched this movie. But it occurred to me that... That literally no one, I don't think, in the history of the world says the word fuck better than Tony Montana, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, he does. And so when he says, fuck Casper Gomez and fuck the fucking Diaz brothers, <laughs> fuck them all. I bury those cockroaches. Now, that's a horrible impression of a man doing a questionable Cuban impression himself. I thought that was pretty good. I appreciate <laughs> you trying. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid try. Anyways, he, yeah, no, he, 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 he just, he's great. You know, what, what am I, a worm like you? I told you, man, don't fuck with me. Look at you now. Dead. Keep, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Come this on. is awesome. These are great anyway. sound bites. Anyway. <laughs> I love that you quoted a character from a movie that is always quoted for something else that he says ad infinitum, and you quoted a different thing that he says. Oh, yeah, I respect I, that. Well, I think, and I think another reason I picked it is because I, I think it is, you know, despite all the cliches, it is like the most quotable movie of all time. There's like 30 quotes mm. in that movie that I think a lot of people would, would remember. So anyways, it's a, a silly answer, but that's my answer. What's better, the, a really good delivery of an F-bomb or a really good flip-off? Just like somebody who knows how to, how to wield that middle finger. What's mm. better? Kind of contextual, I think. I don't yeah. know, man. I think the F, if you can get a really good, clean F-bomb in there. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some good flip-offs that when you see it, you're just like, damn, savage. Do you have an example? A good example? Um, here's a good one. This is a funny one. I don't know why this one came to me, but Office Space, when uh, Mike Judge is like talking about the flare and then Jennifer Anderson quits, and she flips him off, and he like he's like this. He's like, puts his hands up like defensively. <laughs> yep. That's a great flip-off. That is right a good there. one. That's a good one. All right, tonight we are talking about a film from the year of our Lord, 2008. It is an Indiana Jones movie. It is called Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Skulls? Skulls. Skull. Did I get that right? It's a lot of words. Yeah. Singular. It's a lot of words. Skull. Okay. 
Uh, this film, directed by the mighty and talented Steven Spielberg, stars Harrison Ford, Shia Le- LaBeouf, LaBeouf. I go buff. Buff? But Ben said boof. What's the ruling? I go Shia LaBeouf. See, you, you, Shia, what is LaBeouf. this, a Thundercats character? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Shia, yeah. Shia I like that. LaBeouf, I think. I think it's Shia. Well, I think we can all agree on Kate Blanchett. Uh, Karen Allen, John Hurts, a couple other famous people are in this. Um... This movie cost $185 million to make. It raked in nearly $800 million. Damn. So, wow. Holy smokes. A, a solid hit. No wonder they made Dial of Destiny. No wonder. 15 years later. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so just a real quick refresher um, about the criteria for the movies we talk about. Movies got to be fresh with audiences and rotten with critics or vice versa. The disparity needs to be at least 20% or so. Uh, this movie happened to be 77% with critics and 53% with audiences. Um, now, I have to say, I, maybe we'll get into this a little bit, Brian, but um, I saw a lot of accusations that uh, Rotten Tomatoes deleted some negative reviews on this movie. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, we have no proof. We have no proof of that. Let's be very clear. Um, so anyway, um, that may or may not be a thing. And it's funny because the audience members were the ones that were accusing of that as far as they what were. I saw. And again, I always like to drill down to the out of 10 rating as well, which is a little bit more indicative of the quality of the film, not just how many people liked or disliked. And it's actually really close. Audience 6.6, critics 6.9. So that right there almost kind of dispels those rumors of them deleting negative reviews because the audience and the critics are about the same. All right. Um, So, you know, let's, let's just get right into it. I think we need to. Uh, before we do that, though, I just want to remind everyone we're um, you're tuned into Critical Mess, and we're sponsored tonight by an old friend, an old friend, an old, large, horned, majestic. Deer. Is it horned? I don't think it's horned. I think I don't think it's the right term. I, I think would it's say antlers. Antlered, majestic, an antlered animal, ancient, <laughs> beautiful, shimmering. Majestic's the word. Look, I think that's, that's good. We're talking about old elk. And we're not talking about any old elk. We're talking about straight wheat old elk, mm. which, let me tell you, just dances on the palate. Goodness. 95% wheat, 100% proof. Yeah. <laughs> 100% fucking delicious. That made sense. All right. Now that we've embarrassed ourselves, let's get into it. Um, okay, guys. Uh, when did we first see this movie? Did we all see it in the theater when it came out, or when when did we see it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This was like Phantom Menace. I was there day one, ready yep. to go. Yep. Yeah, we all waited 20 years, or 19 years, yeah. between uh, Last Crusade and the release of this one in 2008. And then how many times subsequently have we seen this? Uh, I think I've seen it a handful of times, maybe, throughout the, what, 15 years? So, yeah. One time yesterday. So, twice total. Yep, you and I are in the same boat. Dare we rate this? Mm. I can't. I want to hear your guys'. I'm excited. So I want to hear it. Do it. I'm excited to rate this. Um, man, this was a weird one. My rating kept dancing all over the place when I, when I first watched it. I'm sitting there. It's 20, 30, 40 minutes in, and I'm going, "Whoa, this is way better than I remember it being." And boy, it just tanked after that. Um, and then when I sat with it and slept on it and thought about it, I, I, it, there's, there's, it's just not a lot there. I also, before I say my rating, I really contextualized it. Raiders and Last Crusade, I know. I could probably quote those movies start to finish. I've seen, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen them. They're both in my top 100. They're both in my top 20 
Um, and oh wow, Last Crusade is the best Raiders um, right there with it. Um, but so what, what, what I did was I watched Dial of Destiny, which is number five, the one that just came out. And then I watched Temple of Doom, which I've only seen a couple of times, and Crystal Skull. So I wanted to kind of get some comps there. Um, and after doing so, um, Dial of Destiny increased my rating for Crystal Skull because Dial of Destiny mm. is such hot garbage. Um, it's not, it's, it, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, rough. It's terrible. Uh, Crystal Skull, much better movie, but still at that, I'm going to give it a 36. Okay. Respectable 36 out of 100. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I'm going with a nine. Oh, whoa. We officially have the lowest ever rating of a movie on Critical Mess. (laughs) Niner, niner. Okay. Like out of a (laughs) hundred? Yeah. (laughs) May as well be out of a thousand. It wasn't quite good enough to get a 10 to hit double digits. Uh, But yeah, I'm giving it a nine. Damn. I felt a little harsh on my 36, but you justified that a little bit. See, I don't feel bad at all being on the complete opposite side of that spectrum. So I gave it an 84. Ooh, higher than gosh. critics at what 77 wow. you said. I just yeah, really enjoyed this movie. I felt like it was just back to form for what I loved about and I also agree with you Brian the whole ranking of Last Crusade being my favorite and then Raiders being second and I put this one at third as favorite cuz I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was it it just I don't know. We'll get into it. You but. said okay, how many points did you say there? Uh what 84. 84. What's 84 minus 9? Um, 70, 75. 72? 75. <laughs> 75. <laughs> okay. So 75-point disparity. Are we ever going to... Wow. I mean, are we ever going to beat that? I don't know, but you guys, not. If, 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 if there are not great arguments and disagreements tonight, I'm going to be pissed because like that 75... I mean, I mean that we're, we're throwing punches tonight here, people. And um, sadly, I, sadly yeah. I feel irrelevant. I won't let this Christmas <laughs> gift you gave me, Nick... Uh, <laughs> Get in the way of being nice to you. Oh, please don't. No. C- can I ask a uh, real quick? Um, um, and by the way, I respect that rating. I'm not, you know, I, I teach the own. And I, no, I totally, <laughs> I, I do. But and, I, and I'm not. I mean, nothing by this. I'm just very curious. A real cursory, quick out of a hundred rating for Last Crusade and Raiders. Oh yeah, I mean, Last Crusade. I, it's well into the upper nineties for me because it was just so enjoyable. And then Raiders. I just I watched also this week. Um, I. That's still that's got to be in the mid upper nineties okay. as well. So okay, good. That, that, I mean, that, those are just high, that's consistent. High. Then, if you were to say like eighty five or eighty six, I would have been a little bit worried. No, but to, but I to mean eighty four is tough for me to put it right at that. I don't think I could have gave it a single point more. Okay, so. yeah. Uh, Last Crusade's a hundred. Raiders is probably also a hundred. Yeah. Those are two just. I mean, high you're, high. You're not going to you're not going to match sure. those movies. Yeah. They're, they're both perfect. Um, okay, so let's let's so there, we've got some disagreement between obviously amongst ourselves. We've also got some disagreement among the critics and audiences. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, why we think um, those two groups disagree. And then, you know, let's talk um, talk about some of those reviews. Um, you know, first of all, I have to just be candid and I'm a little, I'm surprised this movie is rated so high critically. I, I truly am. I am too. I, I am, am not. surprised. And I, I feel like a lot of critics, this is just my point of view but yeah. felt obligated to give Steven Spielberg a good rating because he is Steven fucking mm. Spielberg um, and on top of that you're bringing back a franchise that's been gone for decades a beloved franchise a deeply mm-hmm. beloved franchise and it's like that I mean it could have just been Harrison Ford just in a porta potty you know just well kind of well, I guess he was in a fridge but just taking a hot dump <laughs> for two hours you know what I mean and like I feel like people would be all over it just because it's Indiana Jones and it's Steven Spielberg so 
Mm. I don't know how much there is to that, but I just saying it. I mean, the critics are wanting the the critics. I, I, from 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 my reading, I feel like the critics were looking back at the OG trilogy as just three adventure films with not a lot of depth. Oh, it's it's thrilling. It's adventure. It's Indiana Jones, and and they and they then they saw Crystal Skull, and they go, oh, it's more of the same. That's a, that's generally the sentiment that that I got. And I don't think that the original three Indiana Jones movies are just adventure movies. I know that they were made to be sort of, you know, I know Spielberg wanted to make James Bond. And mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with the, with the licensing there. Um, I don't know if it was too difficult or he couldn't or something. But but so Indiana Jones was, was the answer to that. Uh, it came off of the success of Star Wars and Lucas and Spielberg were talking on vacation. And, you know, they were, he was saying how he wanted to, um, you know, direct a James Bond film. And they, so they came up with this character, Indiana Jones. It's supposed to be based on like the the serials of the 50s and the sort of adventure stuff. And I, so I know that's where it started, but that is not where it ended. Those movies ended as something special with a lot of profound depth to them. And I don't think critics remember that. I don't think critics went back and go and went, I'm going to watch the trilogy and then I'm going to compare Crystal Skull. I think critics just watched Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull and went, wow, that's that those move that movie was made very well. And it was adventure and it was fun and it was globe trotting and it was Indiana Jones. So I'm gonna give it a favorable review. And that's not how I came uh, how I approached the movie at all. Yeah, I, I agree. Agree. Well, you guys are wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> the the consensus it was um though the plot elements are certainly familiar, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom Kingdom of the Crystal Skull still delivers the thrills, and Harrison Ford's return in the title role is more than welcome. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they're looking at Harrison Ford, and they're looking at thrills, and yeah, it had thrills. You know, you know he's been in like five plane crashes, by the way. <laughs> that guy is like always Has crashing he? his plane. Not yeah. that many, I'm exaggerating. He's been in several air incidents. He definitely crashed at least once and almost crashed at least several other times. He doesn't have a very good oh. flight record. Wow. But he flies a lot. He also smokes a lot of weed. Does he? Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. We cool talked dude. about it last episode. Right. Cool dude. Oh, we yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> we we probably, yeah. Did Someone we? I don't remember. remember all that well. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of what we talked about last episode. <laughs> well, remember, you remember Dave Chappelle trying yeah. to get him to cameo in the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Right. Now yeah, I remember. Right. You guys are jogging my memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll read a couple here. Donald Clark, Irish Times. Uh, shout out to the Irish Times, guys. Yeah, all are back. Yeah. Um, Skull <laughs> never quite regains the standard of its opening act, but there is cheap fun to be had throughout. So my thought there was, um, I thought the opening act was by far the strongest bit of movie making. And that's why I was really tracking with that kind of the convoy and the, the four youths in the car. And they were trying to race the convoy. And there's a lot of really cool camera shots like panning in, inside and outside of the car, reflection, reflective shots in the hubcaps. And just, I'm like, okay, this movie's, but it's tactile. You I want to maybe get into that a more later, but, but, my, but why, why? Why did why was that why did that chase happen? That's what, that, that's why? a that's a fair question, and I, I guess what I'll say is, as I was watching it, I assumed there was a reason for it because it was mm-hmm. in the movie. And I'm like, okay, there must be a reason for this. In hindsight, there wasn't, but I'm saying the craft of that, the, and, and that whole sort of '50s set with the, with all that that was it was it was it no, felt there, good. There was a reason. The reason was to show off, which they did, and you know, and Spielberg did a pretty good job of it, I guess. Okay. But to me, that is you know zero substance. Right. No, I and I totally agree with you. I totally agree, but. I guess I thought it was the best just craft. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those, it's a quick intro scene. It was less than, what, a few minutes maybe before they roll into town or whatever. But the funny thing that I came to realize was the entire time they're racing and the convoy is trying to chase after the car is racing, 
you have Indy in the back of that car the whole time, just being dragged along with Russians. Yeah, I just thought that was. Funny. You don't realize it till later. You don't realize sure. it till later. But can, it's can just we funny. talk real quick? Can I ask around the room real quick? What's the best? Because Indiana Jones is sort of known known for the cold open. Um, so in Raiders, you've got that that awesome just Alfred Molina um, uh, jungle temple, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, thing. In in Temple of Doom, you've got a little mo- more of the James Bond coming out with the sort of Kate Capshaw and the the sort of uh, musical production. And then you've got in Last Crusade, you've got Young Indiana and the and the whole the whole uh, train thing. Yeah. How does this cold open compare with those three? It's so much more intense. This and one I, is, yeah, I think so. Just because it was just one thing after another, and I think uh, and with Dial of the Destiny, they had that long 25, 24 minute long intro scene. This was no different. This was just like refresh that refresh the uh, the listener's memory on Dial of Destiny's intro scene. Uh, Dial of Destiny for people that don't know is Indiana Jones five that came out, uh, what last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, they de-aged Harrison Ford and they put him in Nazi Germany in world war two. Right. By Something the way, like, we spoil movies on this podcast. Just, just FYI. We're spoilers. <laughs> alert. I know, but I, since we're referencing, uh, um, <coughs> intros and I explained what the other three, were, I just want to make sure yeah. we had that. The yeah. Context I there. Thought, sure. We all thought it would be good to think about the entire franchise in context of this one movie. Um, so going back, I think one of the things that I noticed was, this one just took a lot more risk when it came to like just set piece after set piece because then you're you have them driving into the base. You have Indiana Jones, the quick hat dropped on the ground, and then him thrown out of the car. Um, I love that shot of his shadow against the sunset against the car. I thought that was just really cute. It was fun. It was like just great intro to Indiana Jones. Uh, and then they go into the building, which was Area 51, the storage containers from Raiders. Right? Yeah, it shows yeah. the arc. Yeah, it shows the arc as a little which, nice little nod. Um, I don't think it was needed, Stupid. but it was fun. I think them just showing the warehouse was cute. That was total fan service. Yeah, total absolutely. Service, think about the, all these movies, one after another. It's all fan service to the next thing. Um, but I think it was fun because then they went. Where'd they go from there? They fell into the the little hidden room with the glass ceiling. Yeah, and then they get launched. Then on they get the rocket, and the then rocket, he, he, he's and in then the, the desert, and he finds yeah. the, the, the the town, whatever. So yeah, I guess all that to say. So you're so you're actually saying that. The, the opening of, of Crystal Skull is one of the better opens. No, I didn't say that. No, no, okay, no. Okay, just, just more intense, was, you yeah, said, right? Yeah, I just think it was more intense okay, than okay, the other ones. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely more like set piece after set piece after set piece, which, I mean, I don't know if that's just for a new audience that has a shorter attention span. Um, I don't know what, why they chose that, but I still had a lot of fun with this movie, obviously. I think there was a lot of enjoyable things that just made me smile and enjoy this for an Indiana Jones film. And looking at Indy at 65 versus him at 81 for Dial, I'm like, holy shit, this dude looked incredible. And he was really throwing punches in this movie for all the action scenes. He was physically capable in a lot of these things. Like, I mean, he's doing a lot of these stunts at 65. And it looked great. Yeah. Well, so real quick, let's just cover the, the critics here. I know we went on a on tangent there because I, you know, I asked about the opening act because, you know, obviously Donald Clark from the Irish Times was talking about, you know, the first act. But um, I don't know. I, I thought at least it was more well-made than, than the rest of the movie. Carl French from the Financial Times. Ultimately, while far from dull, this lacks the energy and wit of the first and third films and sadly has more in common with the uninspired Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Shots fired. So I agree. First and third are in another league. Does the room agree? Yes. One and three are in a different league than uh-huh. the rest? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think we all agreed on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard Roper. There's nothing but entertainment value here. My question of the room, is there anything else but entertainment value? You said there's entertainment value. 
<laughs> I did. I set that one up. It for was you. outrageously enjoyable. I'll be curious to know throughout the rest of this ep- recording what beyond entertainment value there was for you. And mm. for me, I gave this almost the exact same rating I gave Half Baked. And Half Baked was entertaining in that it was funny. And that's what Nick kept challenging me on, like, because I was talking about how funny that movie was. See, I, And he's like, well, why'd funny. you rate it so low? And I'm like, because that's the only thing I liked about it. And so for me, my 36, it's just the entertainment value and there was nothing else. So I thought, I thought Richard Roper I know for half make it, it so hard for me because it was just not funny. I could have watched that entire sure. film with a completely straight face. And that's, that's totally subjective. And, yeah, yeah that's and I fair. think it's just tough because this one just made me smile because it was like me going back on an adventure with Harrison Ford and knowing this character. And it, it felt very close, not exact, but it felt very close to uh, Last Crusade for me. You okay. need to do more drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think obviously, so. yeah. A heightened life. Um, and I'll read a couple more here. And you'll notice these none of these are glowing. And I'm not cherry picking. Yeah. I actually I'm gonna only, throw in a couple after you're done. I, yeah. I'm, I think I'm only reading fresh reviews here. But um, they're not lambasting the movie. They're not glowing either. But I think the through line here is is twofold, which I'll come to in a minute. Uh, Renee Rodriguez, Miami, Miami Herald, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull may be the slightest, least memorable entry in the franchise, but it's a franchise with a rather high bar. And the film's plentiful flaws do not overwhelm its pleasures. So my question to you guys, because she's comparing it to the very high bar set uh, from the uh, from the from two of the three originals, do you guys think this would have been better if it wasn't an Indiana Jones movie? And yes, okay, okay. Mm, no, no, okay. That's consistent, I think, because it's sort of like how I feel like you rated. There's some parallels here on the Last Jedi. And I know that you docked a lot of points because it was not a it was not a good Star Wars movie, and so this that hmm. your answer is consistent with that. Um, uh, a couple more, Mark Rayner, Seattle. Wait, Times. so Dick, you both of you are you saying that you would have enjoyed it more if it had no Indiana Jones attached to it? That's correct, absolutely, and that's what Brian's corner is hmm. about tonight. Um, Mark Mark Rayner, Seattle Times. I just realized he's from Seattle. His last name's Rayner. That's kind of funny. Uh, it might be Ronner. I'm not sure. Ah, classic. It, it's the most ridiculously cartoonish of the four flicks. But Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is still a lot of fun anyway. Um, real quick, how does the tone compare to the other films for you guys? Can you sum that sum up the tone at all? Oh man. I know we're gonna get into this more later. I can I'm easily just, go into uh, just it. Off. Okay. off. Off tone. I think the tone was definitely more comedic. They tried to have a lot more goofball, like one-liners, but Having just watched Raiders, there's a shit ton of one-liners in there and like one-offs back and forth, back and forth, even from the opening scene with Alfred Molina. And it's like, all right, that was a lot. Like you go back and forth and you think about how goofball they were in a moment where they're like sweating their asses off in the jungle and they're going through the, you know, the the brush. Um, I don't know. I think it was just a lot more comical. It definitely was more. So you'd put this tonally similar to, to the first ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree. I don't know. I, I think I would put it tonally closer to Last Crusade. I think it was just a slightly more elevated on all fronts than okay. last week. To me, it feels like it's trying to to very blatantly imitate the earlier movies and failing. Hundred percent agree with mm. that. Yeah, um, I like the tone is much sillier, and I do want to say that one of the things that Indiana Jones is not maybe f- maybe first and foremost known for is how funny they are. The Indiana Jones movies are very very funny, mm-hmm. um, uh, they but they're not necessarily goofy. Um, there's a fine line, and we'll get into that. Last one, Roger Ebert. Uh, I can say that if you liked the other Indiana Jones movies, you will like this one, and that if you did not, there is no talking to you. <laughs> I almost did not read that because I respect the man, but like, 
damn, is that just a bad statement to make? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Ebert like 85% of the time, but when he's wrong, he's, he's really, really wrong. wrong. Okay. And he's really yeah. wrong. Read it again. Um, basically, what he's saying is if you liked, if you like Indiana Jones, you're going to like this. Yeah. Do, do I you mean, feel I don't that know. way? I, I think for the people that like Indiana Jones, which are, there were a lot of critics, and I tried to look at like age ranges of a lot of the critics to see whether they were early adopters from the original Indiana Jones or if they were later adopters as young, you know, 90s kids or 80s kids. Um, and a lot of these guys were, um, I think they were just holding on to something that they would have fun with and like enjoy. But, well, tell you what, you listen to Critical Mess and uh, we're enjoying our old friend, old Hey, hey, no. hey, hey. <laughs> Just slow your roll here, buddy. Well, I was going to jump into audience reviews, but I felt that that it's needed to be done. Hey, only can got I a couple jobs here. Can I flash one a symbol to you when I want you to do that? Like, can I fla- like? That's fine. Flash a gang sign or something. Let's, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll I'll work throw in a out. couple critic reviews hey, hey. before you get into. Audience. Okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. So I had a couple. Um, Marianne Johansson from Flick Philosopher. Uh, I sat through two hours of Crystal School, and when it was over, my jaw was aching because I hadn't stopped grinning like a little kid the whole time. I love this movie, and I love it. So. Stuff like this makes me, I don't know, I weight movies typically with the audience. So I'm, I'm definitely in the, the awkward stage of going with the critics in this stage because they went 77 versus audience were in the 30s or mm-hmm. 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Low 50s. Low 50s, okay. Um, and then this other Five. review for Jordan Hiller for the, I 53. don't know how to pronounce his website, I apologize. It's not fair to ask the film to appeal to your somber, jaded adult sensitivities when the reason you fell in love with Indiana Jones in the first place was because it was the stuff of boyhood daydreams. And I, I think just, that I would never invite that guy to dinner. <laughs> I think well, <laughs> it was interesting asshole. that he touched on certain things that makes me wonder how much of this do you guys hold to how much you regard those movies from your childhood to what this movie tried to do in our prime ages of college years i have a perfect answer sorry sorry it might be real quick but (laughs) it's it's really strong nick here's my answer to that i hated temple of doom i watched all three movies when i was a kid like once i hated temple of doom and and so to me right there showed a some some level of discernment even as a kid Mm -hmm. that i wasn't just eating up whatever slop uh, adventure, minecart, roller coaster, yeah. heart out of the chest. You know, like I, I should have liked that movie, but I hated it. And I think that showed some discernment. So I, I'm going to answer. I don't think that's the reason. Yeah. Well, you still have almost a hundred percent rated for number one and number three. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. I, and I, I we're not going to talk about that tonight because it'd take forever. But those I can I I could wax poetic for hours on either but of those you, movies. Yeah, I wonder. It's so hard because we uh, we're all jaded when it comes to those movies from our childhood. I well, think it's well, I, well. I, I want to say something about that actually because I do not really have nostalgia glasses for this movie all that much. This I did not have a big affinity for this movie growing up. I probably saw. Wait, or, or, by I, this I mean, movie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. The the, the original gotcha. trilogy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I'm talking about here. I saw them all probably one time and didn't like. I thought they were fun and fine, but they weren't like a great. It wasn't like Star Wars or like something that really resonated with me. And I since probably in my you know teen years and, and college years, watched those earlier Indiana Jones movies again and really developed some affinity for them then. But I just want to point out that my, you know, it's not like I was hugely let down by this movie because I had this great expectations from all the nostalgia I had yeah. as a child for this stuff. I, I just, I really didn't have it. Okay, my, that's yeah, good to know. My memory know is so short that I forgot all three of the movies before I went and saw this and I still enjoyed it, so... 
Uh, one last review is uh, it was rotten. So you sense that if Lucas Oil or Lucas Oil, you sense <laughs> that if, if Lucas had his way, Harrison Ford would be having measured Shia LaBeouf's midichlorian levels at some point in this film. So just a fun. I don't know what translate part, that for for us. It's what just does a that goo- mean? five out of ten review. So okay. it just talks about how if, if George Lucas had his way, he would just make more, more and more and more references what back is, to the original. What originals. is midichlorian? Do I clean my sink with that? Midichlor- yeah, midichlorians from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you got just that. joshing, just joshing. <laughs> anyway hey nick here's your game sign uh uh-huh. oh you're listening to critical mess Wait, how do you do that this again? is uh uh what are we talking about we're talking about the kingdom of the crystal skull singular it's an indiana jones movie i guess um grizz is here brian is here ben is here um and we're chatting about reviews right now oh and we're sponsored by old elk whiskey which is just fucking superb mm. and that's all you really need to say and so all right real quick audience reviews <clears throat> um and it's interesting because because I I remember when I first saw this movie, what I hated the most about it was the lore of the Crystal Skulls. I just hated that, and I remember just like writing the movie off completely. Um, I went back and looked at my rating, and it was a half a star out of five. Um, this time it was it was a two out of five, so a little bit different. But I, hey, I remember being very right. turned off by that. Um, but I so I, I noticed I don't think any of the critics were harping on that. The critics just took it. The critics were just like, yeah, you know, whatever the lore, which that's fine. Um, so that was an interesting um, observation that I had mentioned previously that I was going to call out. Um, another one was that they, yeah, like I said, they I don't feel like they clearly uh, re- remembered or knew what the Indiana Jones movies were from the beginning. I think that they were much more just like taking this as a, as a single movie. Audience is a little bit of a different story. Uh, ben B, five stars because they kill Mutt between this and the next one. <laughs> This movie was so lukewarm that they had to kill the character they were trying to launch. Should have let Indy be a trilogy. What'd you guys think of Shia? Real quick. You mean Mutt? Mutt. Mutt? Yeah, horrible. You didn't like him at all? Hated him. Okay. Chris? Uh, I was indifferent. I don't. I think this was definitely at the tail end of his like awkward squealing stage of being in action films. And he definitely did a lot better in this, but I don't think he was strong in it i liked him i thought he added to the movie i liked him um rayo disall s well thought ideas poorly executed even though you can have fun with this sometimes it doesn't feel like indiana jones five out of ten and my reaction was actually it's more like poorly thought ideas well executed if you're going to say one of the two i don't know if i totally agree with that i don't think that's a bad take really i think and i'm talking about like overall ideas kind of like the ancient aliens idea the idea that they're like coming here to like get knowledge. That's like one of the only things I can say that was even decent about this movie was I kind of thought that over. And once again, not an Indiana Jones movie. I think it's way yes. more interesting. Yeah, I've got strong thoughts about that in Brian's corner. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I hear you, um, but I hated, I hated that idea. You hated, but, the I, thought, idea of the but I thought, I thought it was executed it decently. You hated the idea of the aliens. Part? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man, that was like one. I, I, I'm biased. So I was Indiana Jones is not science fiction, you know. I know, and it. And what I agree. are you talking yeah, it, about? That rubbed me the wrong way for sure. What are you talking? You about? You think it is? You, you don't think, think it's science fiction? Indiana Jones is not science fiction. <laughs> Please, Ooh, I think watch I, I think the I'm other with, films. No, science fiction does not deal with 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 angels and demons and gods and Raiders devils and, of the and lost religion. Ark at the end of that film in the third act, what comes out of that box and flies around? There's no science. What flies around at the end this of is, Raiders of guys, the Lost Ark? We're playing semantics. It's here. like why. No, it's, it's like why. Star, do you is Star Wars science fiction? Yes. No. Wrong. Boom. 
You're wrong. It's, this is semantics. Star, yeah, Star is, Trek is science fiction. We define Star, Star Wars is fantasy. Oh Indiana Jones is, is Indiana Jones is action. It's not semantics. There's that a reason. Is. There's a there's a very clear definition of science fiction, and, and Indiana Jones is not that. Crystal Skull is Star Wars in our day and age in 2023 is science fiction. No, not at all, guys. Our listener hates oh this argument. God. No, no. Star Wars is not science fiction. I'm oh sorry. My God. Why? Why is it science fiction? Sorry, no. no you're right, Nick. You're <laughs> no, right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. But okay. Back um, to the whole point, though, is I think I, I'm biased because I think the whole uh, how they connected all of these things, and he's roping around the globe, looking at all these hints of aliens consistently through history, and then they get to the final point where they see the skulls and they see where they're connected, and they bring them back to the the you know the the temple at the end and the gold and all these things. I thought it was just, I loved it. I thought it was so interesting because I'm interested in that as a, a historical well, kind of mythology. Don't call it Indiana Jones. Call it fucking Kentucky Smith. I'm sorry, but in Raiders, ghosts fly out of a box and they fly around and spirits fly around in a circle yeah. and flames shoot that's up called, into the sky. That's called fantasy. That's oh not science God. fiction. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I did, I'm not making this shit up. That All is right, not science fiction. Explain the difference Who between is? fantasy and science fiction. Well, we, uh, you can just look up the... I can read a definition if you want, but... We, but I want to hear your opinion, though. I think it's My silly. opinion? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so I, I mentioned Star Trek and Star Wars because that's the, everyone knows those two franchises, uh-huh. and those are both very established in their genre. And Star Trek is very much science fiction because... It's it's like high. Um, it's it's like it's it's science is is very involved. That's why that's part of the name of science fiction because science is involved. Um, fantasy is just like a, a completely alternate universe where shit's just made up. Um, action adventure is kind of a subgenre fantasy. There's some overlap. Star Wars is just there's no science in Star Wars. It's just whatever the fuck you know somebody wants to make up. Lord of the Rings not not science fiction. It's fantasy, right? Even though there's 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 dragons and there's spirits and demons and things like that. Um, you know, that's not science fiction. So I would say likewise, Indiana Jones is not science fiction because it's, it, because it's, it's, um, dealing with religion is, is the biggest part of it. It's religion. It's, it's the Christian religion. It's Yahweh. It's the Ark of the Covenant. It's, uh, no, no, it's Hindu. It's Hindu, and 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 what is it? Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. Yeah, What's the yeah, Hindu yeah. stuff? Shiva, and then it, yeah. then it, then it's Shiva. then it's the then it's the cup of Christ. You know that gives you eternal life. None of that's science fiction. That is pure fantasy religion realm. Then you get into Crystal Skull, which is science fiction. And then Dial of Destiny, super science fiction. You got time travel, Archimedes, I'll mathematics. Give you, I'll give you. They Diane's. just veered completely yeah. away from from the whole religion aspect of it, which is really what makes India. It's a hallmark of Indiana Jones. I think that's tough. I don't know. I, I have a really hard time dis- discovering the difference between science fiction and fantasy because I feel like in 2023, we drive cars. We don't drive flying spaceships. We don't drive, you know, we're not traveling interstellar travel. It, that is science fiction. That is fantasy. That is something otherworldly. That is something that we cannot achieve. And we are watching films that need to fake it and show that to us. All right, let me just read uh, the first thing I Googled here. Science fiction usually has a scientific premise at its core. For example, Jurassic Park, a novel by Michael Crichton, explores cloning. While science fiction draws on and extrapolates from what we know about reality and science, fantasy invents what does not and likely could not exist in our reality. But I think we've had things that could happen where there is, quote, unquote, unquote, alien life outside of our galaxy. And I think that's science fiction. Guys, as the moderator of this show, I need you both to shut the fuck up. All right, here we go. <laughs> as the moderator of this show. I was waiting show. for that. 
couple more audience I think reviews. It's, it's hard, though, because you look at this as like this, you know, it's otherworldly is what I think of it. That's a word that I wrote down that I just think it's something that is not of this world that they're trying to connect to history in some way. I just thought it was, this is the most creative way that they attached it because there's a lot of discovery and things that point to things outside of this world or outside of our human control that explores alien life and things like that. Yeah, but aliens are part of the universe, right? Correct. So Guys, we got to we got to move but on. But it is That's a fantasy. <laughs> we got to stop talking but about this. No, I fucking feel passionately <laughs> about this, and this, I'm going to call it out. But this it is, is a just fantasy. a silly it is, argument. It is a fa- it's not real. Like that, they're not. We don't have beings like this. So you're not. Things. So Crystal Skull is not science fiction. It's. I think it's both. It's fantasy and science no, fiction. I don't think it's one both. or the other. No, it can't be both. I have to agree with one or the other. ZS. That's his name. Oh my God! Never again. Two out of ten. A man after my own heart. Or woman. Pete. The first 15 minutes were good. The rest of the movie was garbage. They took one of my favorite characters and ran him into the ground. Just terrible. Mm. Mike S. The worst movie I've ever seen in a movie theater. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys, what's the worst movie you've ever seen in a movie theater? Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Mm. What is the other magician movie that came out the same year as the, the great the, the prestige illusionist that I walked Ed out Norton. of that one? Okay. Yep. Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. I was I I forgot. I to had think an answer for it. <laughs> Grizz, nice man. I think if I get you worked up, <laughs> yeah. you know, it starts to. All right, real quick, Graham W. A solid first hour that quickly evaporates into silliness and tedium. Thoughts on first half versus second half? I mean, the first half was better, but it was all shit. Obviously, you know my opinion. Yeah, first half was definitely stronger. I Last feel like half at this point, I know the answer that both of you are going to give to every question. <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, Vinny Renzi. Uninspired film that nobody asked for. Weak plot, weak writing and execution. Please, Disney, consider selling Lucasfilm. Stop ruining the classic films of the past. Is Disney ruining everything? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's we all can agree on that, for yeah. sure. All right, guys. That's that's our reviews for, for this evening. So, so uh, can I tell you guys a quick story here? That yeah, this sure. is really pretty special. So I just wanted to read one review. I oh, don't even shoot. know why I was looking at reviews earlier on Rotten Tomatoes for oh, user reviews. And I, I just was browsing, browsing through them. And I read this one review. And I was like, I'm going to read this review because I think this pretty well sums up what I think about this movie. Lo and behold, I am not even making this up. I don't know if you believe in like synchronicity or, or whatever. This review was posted. I did not notice this. It was posted by Nick H., Whoa. <laughs> Posted Whoa. by Nick H. Nick okay. H. Nine, out of, nine out of 100? What the F. <laughs> what the F. That's incredible. But let me just read Nick H.'s review here. Is he trolling us, Chris? Is I this think him? so. I am not he trolling wrote, you. Okay, so this is not This you. is legitimate. I, be clear. I literally he read this, this review first. summer of 2008. <laughs> I was like, I agree with this review wholeheartedly. And then their name was Nick H. And then I... Are you kidding me? after the fact, saw it was Holy written by Nick shit, H. That How is crazy. crazy is that? I can't wait to hear this. Like, maybe I wrote this in like a stupor. And like, you know, after I watched <laughs> the movie, like, it's possible. I don't know. Here we go. <clears throat> One star. Wow. Even at 55% audience score, it's obvious that Rotten Tomatoes is deleting bad reviews, which to me has destroyed their credibility. I, I read this one. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Now, here's the line I really like. I watched a near two-hour death of Indiana Jones. Mm. Shame on anyone who gives this movie more than two stars. Please quit reviewing movies if you believe that. The movie was unrealistic, to say the least. Indiana Jones surviving an atomic bomb blast by hiding in a refrigerator or swinging from vines like a monkey. 
there were frigging aliens in it for crying out loud. <laughs> what crap? Who on earth thought this movie was good? This movie is beyond garbage, just completely ruined. How can a brilliant director such as Spielberg create such horrendous nonsense? They would have been better off making this movie into a cartoon. Well said, sir. Well said, Nick H. Well said, Nick Honeywell. I mean, Nick H. You know what I really respect about that review? He didn't say shame on anyone who gives this movie above a half-star review. He he bumps it up to a two-star out of five. He did. Mm. He says shame mm-hmm. on anyone who, who rates this above a 40. He's got some leeway. And I actually had just rated it two stars before I read that. And I was like, oh, God, thank God. Nice. <laughs> Nick anyway, H. great, great review. Yeah, great review, Nick H. All right. This is Critical Mess. I'm here with Brian and Grizz and Ben. We're drinking Old Elk because it is delicious. And we are talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the skulls, the <laughs> diamond skulls, Quartz. Some, some skulls, skulls. So that's what we're talking about. And now, God help, God help me. We're going to flip the script and I have to say something nice about this movie. I can't wait. So I'm not going to start because it's going to take me a while to think of something. Okay. Well, I've got some here. Go. Clearly, I did not like the movie. Um, so my flipping the script is going to be the, the, the things that I did like about the movie. I did not hate the movie. Let's be, let me be clear. I just didn't like it. So, top-notch stunt work. Notably, when they land on the scaffolding in the nuclear uh, launch facility, and then there's like a one-take, and then Indy like, jumps down while, the, while the, the, the Russian guy kind of falls off the other edge of the, edge of the scaffolding, and then he swings around and kicks the guy into the glass, and he lands on the, the timer and starts it, right? Yep. That's a great, great scene of stunt work and it took a lot of uh, choreography to, to create I think that. there are a lot of physical comedy in this that I loved mm-hmm. so uh, disagree but that <laughs> stunt was good um, <clears throat> I, I like the musical motifs uh, Williams brought back in he's 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 no, he's great at doing that notably the arc theme when you see the arc he, he brought in the arc theme now whether or not you, that sh- scene should have been in there questionable and the answer is actually no it shouldn't have but at least he brought back the arc theme and then like the father-son theme when he sees Sean Connery's picture on the desk um, I would hum those themes for you guys, but I don't want to get copyright stricken, so I won't. Just kidding. I, I know we wouldn't get copyright stricken by me humming. I like the 50s era production design in the, the little test nuclear town. That was really cool. Um, the diner greaser fight scene. Tonally off, but it made me laugh. It, 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 it gave me a chuckle, and I really liked it, and it belonged in a different movie, and it would have been great in a different movie. Two more. Uh, it was a well-made movie. I keep saying well-made. The, the sets, costumes, cin- cinematography, stunts. Um, it was very even. Even dare I say, even the CGI for the most part was high quality. And Nick said what the budget was one hundred eighty million. So you could see it. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were talking before recording. It was shot on film. Uh, it has a great look to it. Uh, just just good quality. Um, yeah, they they spent a lot of time making it and making crafting it well. And then uh, the last one, the the sand temple at the end with the, with the stairs that were timed as they were going mm-hmm. down the spiral stairs and they were all retracting into the walls. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'll sandwich this by going uh, negative for you, Nick. Um, so for me, I think the, the few things that really did not sit well with me was they went too campy with it. I think they went too far with the funny. Even though I laughed at a lot of these scenes, I just think they went way further than um, uh, uh, Last Crusade, which I adore. Um, and then the other thing that a lot of people talked about, I remember this being a huge subject, was Shia LaBeouf 
and how they tried to push him as the next Indiana Jones. This was a huge narrative when it first came out, how they were trying to inject Hollywood's number one man at the time or number one kid into older actors, removing old actors and putting in new actors. They were doing it constantly back in 2008. Uh, they did it with the Pirates movies and so on and so on. Um, they, I think he was just fine in this movie. I think he was definitely better than he was in his teener, you know, teen tween movies. Uh, but yeah, he was just, he was just mid-level. I think he was good, not great, you know. Uh, and then the last thing a lot of people talked about was the, the alien stuff and the CG. Uh, we haven't talked about CG at all, but the... The hard thing with this movie that I loved a lot, I think we all agree, was it was shot on film versus the newest movie was shot digitally. Um, it looks great. The only problem is it looks so good until it immediately does not look good when you see that they've injected so many digital CG moments. The monkey's swinging. What the fuck? Why do we need that in this film in any way, shape, or form? I fully agree with that. It should not have been in there. It made no sense. Um and then I thought the alien, the eating ants was great, but the scenes all the way through it, you could have spent more time on that. But, uh, and then final, the final scene, the aliens, I think they, the hard part with the aliens is they just went so heavy on CG with it. And then up until that point, we're getting ready to watch a scene because we always watch the movie in the background where we're watching this or doing the podcast. They're getting ready to show the dead alien that they discovered from Area 51 in the the puppet looks incredible. Like I want you guys to rewatch yeah, this and the, just the look at this. Uh, the uh, practicals the in this movie really were good. incredible. But like then at the end scene, the the climax of the film, they show these fully glossed over aliens that are fully CG with these glowing eyes. Like why? Why would you go that far? I think they shot ruin? themselves in the foot with the premise of, of that being the premise. You I, know? Yeah, I don't know. I think the premise was cool. I'm a sucker for like the whole alien mythology that's connected to Earth and that's connected to pe- them always traveling here. I think that's really cool. Uh, mythos and concept and idea. I think it's neat, uh, especially for something globally because you see it everywhere in history. Um, and I think Indy did a really good job of just kind of narrating that through the movie. The, they just fucking just shot themselves in the foot was how practical everything was and then just going full CG with these huge set pieces. And I don't know why they did that. You know that. what they should have done? Sorry, Nick, I know you're getting ready to flip the script, but I just thought of this for the first time. You know what they should have done with this one? They should have gone hard in, instead of the Crystal Skull mythology, they should have gone hard into to Egypt. Yeah, I would have been even more in love with that. And actually, now now that I say that, I'm realizing that the probably the reason they didn't was because the, because the mummy. No, no, because because they hadn't really oh, done that. The mummy that was coming yet. out but right the mummy, after that. No, no, the mummy or came. The that, mummy I mean, came out before, before that. that yeah. And I feel like they could. Yeah, maybe that's why they couldn't. Because I'm trying to think of what, yeah. what do you do, you know, that hasn't already been done, and Egypt would have been a cool like. I love I Egyptian history. I think that would have been brilliant yeah. if they would have pulled that in there. All right, Nick, what would you like? I will be brief. <laughs> uh, I enjoy I, I thought the mythology as we've kind of talked a little bit about was good um, I thought that um, I thought that some of kind of like the uh, archaeology sort of references were kind of cool they were like real references yeah uh, like Ver Gordon Child you know was actual a real uh, actually a real archaeologist an Australian archaeologist that was into Marxist archaeology you guys want to read an interesting Ooh. Wikipedia article, or maybe not that interesting, pretentious. <laughs> um, anyways, um, and then yeah, the old motorcycles were cool. I guess <laughs> those were fun. I'm proud of you, Nick. You're doing a really good job. No, no, I'm done. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. This is critical mess. We're talking about Indiana Jones and kingdoms of some skulls or some shit. And we have just finished flipping the script and are now on to themes. 
And um, I hated this movie so much that I'm just going to go first so I can just get this over with. I guess archaeology and like knowledge or something. Done. Hmm. I, I mean, there were really not themes present in this movie. Um, and that word themes is a little nebulous. It's like, what is a theme? You know, it's, it's, I think it's a thematic sort of idea or um, kind of through line that, you know, kind of, condu- it's like why the movie was made. What's the movie trying to say? And in this, in this one, I think the movie was made for fans and to make money, and it did that. Um, I, I guess there's some weak things that were in the movie, but I don't think that they were themes. I think that reconciliation, I guess, Indy and Marion, there's some reconciliation that happens there. I don't know. Uh, greed is a theme. Um, you remember the guy, the British guy? What's his name? He's like, Jonesy! You know, the guy that uh, kind of turns on him. terrible. Okay, he... Just think about him, though, right? You know, it's funny. You remember the mummy has the dude Benny, oh, yeah. Benny, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Benny's the he's Brit, greedy, the Brit. going back yeah. and forth, and, yeah. and he and he's he go and like at the very end when the when the thil, everything comes down and crushes the light, and then he gets eaten alive, and he's like gets stuck because because of his greed because yeah. he just yeah. wants to get all the gold. It's funny because there was a, the same situation in this movie, a same room with a character. bunch of treasure. Okay, yeah. Dude, this movie steals from like five other movies. Well, There's, well, I can say, name a couple. We'll get into this in, in Slow Burn. Yeah. But. Well, what's funny about that is that it stole from a movie that I feel like was inspired by adventure films such as Indiana Jones. When you, or, when you yeah. watch The Mummy, it has strong Indiana Jones vibes. And I think The Mummy is fantastic. I, I don't think it steals it goes back from to Indiana Aladdin. Jones. But it definitely is an homage to Indiana Jones. Aladdin. There you Aladdin. go. That, yeah. Aladdin's another great example. Yeah. But in this one, that guy's greedy, and the greed is what gets him killed. So yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a greed theme. And then I guess seeing your son thrive, you know, and there's a there's a scene. It's very weak, but there's a scene when they're at the bottom of the of the the retracting stairs pit where they fall down, and like Shia LaBeouf's like, "Let's go this way," and Indiana kind of looks at him and goes, "All right, kid," or something. He's like, he's yeah. kind of proud that like that that like that his son is like leading them on this adventure. Again, very weak because he didn't even know he had a son until 37 minutes before this, yeah. and there's no setup there. But guys, I couldn't find anything beyond that yeah i can't not agree with you guys on there i mean discovery adventure that's all i have when it comes to themes for this film well i think brian you almost said it there i think you almost nailed it what the movie was really trying to say which i think is give me that money yeah yeah great yeah were there a lot of themes i i can't really recall you guys are the theme masters so were there any themes between one two three and five oh absolutely i remember one being a strong one obviously but I don't. Well, I love Raiders. Much. Raiders. Raiders really plays with the idea of belief in the supernatural. That's a very strong theme there. You've got this grounded archaeologist who's who you know he's you know all this bullshit about X marks the spot. You've got this this ar- archaeologist who is very grounded in reality, who's coming up against this supernatural. And at the very end, what does he do? He believes and he he says, "Marion, keep your eyes shut because he knows what's going to come out of this arc." It's a, it's a cool concept. The concept that was there a great is, arc. Yeah, is I did like that. Materialism versus the supernatural. Do you yeah. really believe? Do you really have faith? Even if you, even if you really self-identify as not having that faith, that's a very strong theme. And then of course, three, the father-son stuff is just die. It's one of the best father-son movies ever made. Um, and it's boy, is it? Just, does it yeah. just hit great hard. chemistry? Yeah. Great chemistry. Yeah, it's very hard to beat. I mean, they came from coming from um, Last Crusades into this. Like, you cannot hit that high and low of the father son moment in that film. Like, it was emotional. Everything. I think Shia did bring emotion to this. Like, he showed like the tears. I don't know if they just missed a scene, or if there was something cut out of this movie that gave him a little bit more weight 
but he had like a few crying scenes where you're like, you can tell he's emotional about something. One of them, he was just like was crying all of a sudden. And I was like, did I actually yeah, skip and forward I, 30 yeah, seconds? That's what I'm saying. Like, is there a scene that we missed that I just was like, it would have given this more weight? I don't know, man. I, I could, like I said, I could wax poetic forever about yeah. the, the, those movies. But since you, I mean, just think of Last Crusade, the moment. Yeah. I mean, this sums it all up. Elsa, he's he's grabbing Elsa. She's gonna fall into the void. She she wants that cup of yeah. Christ, and then she's she and then now it's Indiana, and he's gonna fall for the same thing. But instead, his arc is so brilliant. He lets it yeah. go. He lets yeah. go of. That, I'm watching that, Last which, Crusade tonight, right after this episode. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> I'm just saying, like yeah. the, those themes are so profound yeah. and so readily available and so identifiable. And Crystal Skull, there's nothing there. I feel yeah. like, yeah, watching Last Crusade tonight would be a nice palate cleanser. From oh, for sure. Trash. Yeah. I would just listen to music on the way home. It's one of the Ugh. best soundtracks ever. Mm. Uh, all right. I mean, character arcs. I mean, I just I have nothing to say because I hate this movie. So anyone else want to talk about it? Wait, what? You hated this? <laughs> there aren't really any arcs in this movie. Indy believes in ancient aliens by the end. <sighs> yeah, I think it's Indy's was the only arc that I could even think of. Um, but what, the what's, what's the arc though? What is the arc from and to the arc? Well, I think it was heavy handed when it came to like him just discovering, like he continued to go down this path of like seeing history and that's all he knows is history. So he's like, Oh, we went here, here and here and here. We're learning this, 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 and this. And it's slowly progressing towards the idea that, Oh, aliens might be real. Then he gets to the end and he's like, Holy fuck. Like, I think they like, they are actually real. And then it's just, they just went so overboard with it. I mean, the ship, the, CG aliens, like I feel like they could have, they could have been a lot, a lot stronger and more powerful if they just would have, like it was one thing they showed the dead aliens and stuff. Like I thought that practical effect was great. Like they could have just left it a little bit more ambiguous. Like it just like me having a little bit more mystery to be like, and sitting at the end being like, oh shit, are aliens real? Like did they connect it to history in some way? And they just cut it off. They didn't discover if the whole thing would have just shot down into the earth or disappeared or something that would have been more interesting to me. Here's my problem with that arc. We already had that exact same arc in Raiders. Raiders, the arc is where he believes in the supernatural, right? Mm -hmm. Last Crusade, it's a completely different arc. It's an arc with his dad and with a yeah. bunch yeah, yeah, of other yeah. things. We don't need to go back and have him re-believe re in something unbelievable again. They've already done it. So, But yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, That's it. That's all I got, Nick. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to our tasty sponsor, Old Elk. Um, you know what I like about Old Elk? It's that straight wheat, boy. It's that straight wheat. That's what Man, we're drinking tonight. 95% wheat, 100% proof. It's that straight 100 wheat. 100% delicious. Yeah. Wheat. 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 You could, even also say, you could even also say wheat. You could. I like that. I like that. And however you say it, it's delicious. Doesn't matter how you say it. Doesn't matter. It tastes great. Anyway. What are we on to next? I think we're going to a special place. Uh, Super special. To a, I think a, a place that it's 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 all of our hearts live in this place from time to time. It's a place that <laughs> <laughs> I'm we not sure if Grizz just doesn't agree with that statement no. or doesn't agree with the fireball that Gr he just Gr tried Gr to enjoy. Grizz oh, just took God. a swig of our surprise <laughs> mid mid episode sponsor that busted out of the freezer fireball. Yeah, I'm gonna I, have to I wash it down with uh, <laughs> my chaser of Modelo. I actually think it's actually more of the thing is that Grizz is just really disgusted with Brian's corner, mm. which is where we're headed next. Actually, I'm excited. Hey everybody, welcome to Brian's corner. It's a lot more tidy and sanitized and and rearranged re well than last week. I feel like I saw some Clorox wet wipes. Yeah, everything's just been completely <laughs> uh, uh, sandblasted uh, and sanitized. We're all good to go here. Some hand sandy. 
Yeah, we are. God, it, it, and let me tell everybody, it needed it. Brian's corner was Jeez. a wreck <laughs> last week. Good Lord. <laughs> Man. Anyway, Brian's Corner is back with a vengeance tonight, and I'm really excited about this one, you guys, because we get to talk about Indiana Jones. Obviously, we've been talking about Crystal Skull and we've been sprinkling in the other movies, but I want to talk contextually, Indiana Jones. What is Indiana Jones, right? It's something that's been in the zeitgeist for decades. It's so popular. You say Indiana Jones. Everybody knows what you're talking about. It's it, it, people, uh, even people who don't care about it or have never seen it, they know what it is. You know the font when you see it. It's got that 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 font. You know that it's just, it's so ubiquitous. We can all agree it has a unique feel. It's a very vibey, unique feel, right? Um, it kind of spawns this sort of adventure feel. Um, but I want to I want to think about what gives it its essence and its identity, and then I want to measure Crystal Skull against what we think or what I think because this is my corner. What I think gives Indiana Jones its identity. Can I say real quick, because we live in Indiana, our opinions on this are much more important than anyone who doesn't live in this state. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> totally. So, you know how many dogs anyway. in this state are called Indiana? Oh, that's true. There are probably so many. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. You're right. We are We are the authority on we this. Are. So listen up. <laughs> um, I uh, so, uh, so I look to the original trilogy, because I think the original trilogy was, was indeed created as a trilogy. I think it was buttoned up. It was done. Last Crusade, that was it. They wrote it. They literally wrote into the sunset during mm. the ending yeah. credits of that movie. Classic. Uh, you know, say what you want about Temple of Doom being made when Spielberg is going through the divorce. It was a dark time. It's a darker movie, yada, yada, yada. But it still was, was, a, was a, a, an entry into this trilogy. Um, Crystal Skull was not. Crystal Skull is an add-on. It's an addendum way later. So let's look at that original trilogy. I have identified eight elements um, that I think give Indiana Jones its Indiana Jones-ness, okay? Uh, and I want to hear for each one, first of all, r- uh, real quick, do you agree that that's a, a cornerstone of Indiana Jones-nicity? Uh, and then I want you to rate Crystal Skull one out of ten on how well it does this, okay? So the first one, this is one we've, we've been talking about. It's very important. Archaeology framed in the good versus evil paradigm. And so basically not aliens, not time travel with sci-fi elements or interdimensional beings or portals. We're talking Yahweh, Ark of the Covenant, uh, Sheba, uh, Hindu gods, um, uh, the cup of Christ, you know, all of these good versus evil, you know, the, the, the Nazis get this, the, the armies of uh, the darkness will march all over the face of the earth, I think is what Sean Connery t- uh, tells him when they're parked at the Berlin um, uh, sign intersection. So archaeology framed in the good versus evil paradigm. Do you guys agree that that is very much the Indiana Jones kind of essence? The way you say it, sure. I think the hard thing is they just went a little too meta and they tried to go with uh, knowledge. No, real quick, just for, for first answer, do, do, like because I might be off. I might experience it differently. Do you agree that that, like when you think of Indiana Jones, is that something that pops into your head first? Archaeology, good versus evil, supernatural. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. All right. How well did Crystal Skull do with that on a scale of one I to ten? I have to agree. They went far outside of that realm for this film. And I don't know if it's just one of those things where they were damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they would have just done the same thing over again, people would have been pissed. If they did something different, people were obviously pissed. So I think it's just a it's just a tough spot when they do these reboots. Like you have to be so sensitive with it and take so much care with it. And I think in 2008, so six, seven, when they're making this, they were not thinking clearly enough. What to, would you give it out of ten? What's what would a 
And just to be clear, giving it a one out of ten on just this one element doesn't yeah, mean it's a bad I, movie. It, it's got to be closer to five out of ten, okay. maybe. Nick, maybe like a two. Yeah, I give it like a two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, this is a very strong one for Indiana Jones for me. A volatile love interest. Okay, that's a very key element that's been in the Indiana Jones movies. You got Marion in the first one. They're f- when they first see each other, they're fighting. They're in a fight. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She in the bar scene, yeah. she punches him right? or something yeah. in Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. The second one, you got um, uh, Willie. You know, they're the whole time they're kind of at odds or fighting. You know, it's re- very cat and dog. Elsa yeah. in the third one. Elsa, like, you know, not only does she turn on him later, but she they're like fighting as they're kissing. Remember that scene? That yeah, great yeah. scene yeah. where she's like, I ha- I hate arrogant men, and they're I don't know. That that's a that's a key part of Indiana Jones to me. Agree or disagree? Oh, totally agree. And I'd say, um, and with this movie, boring and forced too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was forced, but I think it was still cute because she her acting in this was cute, and I thought it was sweet that she just kept looking at him like, oh, I remember why I love this person. Mm. I think zero because they're fucking old and there's no... There's and, no chemistry. There's, there's it's no, all yeah, fake. Again, it feels so I don't fake. know what else to say about it. And I think, Grizz, you said it. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. They're, they're making this movie already. He's this old. You can't do that anymore. You're not yeah. doing the love interest stuff. Unfortunately, you lose that aspect. And yep. I think that's a very strong part of Indiana and, Jones. And I felt like she was way more into him than he was into her. He yeah. was Absolutely. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, okay. Like when Absolutely. she kisses him at the end at the wedding... And he's like, uh, she's yeah. way into it. And he's like, I'm not even sure what I just did here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? A very relatable and human hero. <laughs> so the whole uh, making, I, I'm making this up as I go. You know, he's always getting hurt and, and, um, and injured. A very, I feel like Indiana Jones, he's like a hero, but he's very human and relatable. What do you guys think about that? Is that strong for you? Still I mean, strong. I think the other movies do a lot better job of it. I give it this one like a three on that. I mean, part of it is just because I just am not buying this fucking geriatric just knocking out all these people, all these soldiers. I'm not buying it. Sorry. As we watch like the the most physical fight he has with the uh, the Russian soldier in the ant hill area. Well, this is like half the movie is him just comically punching people. Well, and there's too many close calls. He's like he's getting lucky and escape. And Dial of Destiny is even way worse when they're on those rickshaws and he's See, like jumping across. See, this is what I'm talking about—like the physical acting of him here and like him just beating the fucking shit out of each other with this rush. Okay, that scene right there was a good one. He's getting beat down. De- yeah. the, these ants are surrounding them. The the skull is clearing the ants around. He's fighting this Russian guy and he's getting his ass kicked. That's Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana yes. Jones gets his ass kicked and yeah. he still saves the day i think it's funny because th- this seems so much more physical and more weighted to like how like look at the blood flying out of their mouths like indy's like bleeding out of his mouth and then you look at mutt he's got a blood coming down his eye he's got blood coming out of his mouth like i think they were very but, physical in this versus dial which i'm was, sorry but he just pounds the shit out of this guy and it's not that interesting yeah it's not they I, I, I just l- let me give you a, a where this is better done Raiders of the Lost Ark, the fight by the airplane where he's punching that huge, that huge yes, dude. much yeah. better. He's getting his ass kicked and he gets lucky through, through, through some clever writing where the propeller blades yes. kill the dude. There's nothing so, that makes him believe this 45-year-old so, so, Russian so, so, soldier can't just beat the shit out of this 65-year-old To go man. with the Thank mythology you. of Indiana Jones, there is a wild theory. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but like after he drank from the cup, he now has some type of physical abilities. Oh, you're, but so I read you're, this a few yeah. times in multiple reviews and multiple readings and multiple back. Like, I think it's it's I fine. Don't, I, I don't think it, I think that. it's. I didn't forced. read the comic book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it's. I but I well, had but to he, think what, about it. Aren't you hearkening it. back to that? He drinks out of the chalice that yeah. gives yeah, you yeah. eternal life. Yeah. But then why does he get old and die? I don't know. You can't. Don't try to bring that continuity into it. For don't me. try it, Grizz. Um, Sorry, no, not. I'm just stating what I've read. Anyway, another one. Any like I said before, Indiana Jones is very funny. 
Okay, it's very funny. It's not a mm-hmm. comedy, but it's funny. Um, and that speaks to the tone. So the humor and the funny predicaments. And I'm, I'm not talking silliness, okay? And here, I'll give you an example. You remember in Last Crusade where they're in the library and he, he takes that velvet rope kind of thing and he's like banging through the X marks the spot mm. on the floor and there's the dude who's stamping the books and they keep cutting back and forth. Yes. And Andy's reticently like, kind of making the loudest noise in the library possible while at the same time the guy with a little stamp is like thinking his stamp like that that's funny that did not need to be there but it was hilarious yeah. but it wasn't silly and goofy right now here's an example of goofiness from Crystal Skull when when they go when they fly when they, they fall down those three big waterfalls and then all of a sudden they're like wrecked at the end and Marion's oh. got this got this uh, wheel in her hand and she's like in this stupor or this daze and it was like silly like uh, it, can, I, can I make a quick comment on that waterfall segment? Oh, please. That was so stupid. Ugh. <laughs> Good <laughs> Woof. comment. Woof. Good comment. Guys, um, I can't disagree with you on certain aspects of this, especially the disbelief of certain things you have to just have to come to terms with. Remember the, here, remember the, the sword versus the gun in Raiders? He's got, he shoots the guy with the sword that with the gun. That was such a great scene. So that good. is an iconic scene. Here's the problem with this one. We've got a lot of that kind of whimsical, crazy. I, I'm just not having any fun. I'm not having any mm. fun. It's just silly. It's too it's silly. Just silly. Just to yes. go ahead and harken back to that amazing scene from that and him shooting that person. Do you guys know the story behind that? Yeah, yeah, okay. he was sick. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that, that is one of the great scenes in fucking cinema. It's and, incredible. And by the way, to our listeners, we 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 won't belabor this here, but go look up, go 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 research that scene and how hot it was in Tunisia when they were filming that and how how. Uh, t- uh, Harrison Ford had the shits and he was fuking and he still went out and filmed and had the idea to do that. So that's a really cool uh, story. Um, real quick, a couple more here. Another thing that, so we've had archaeology framed in good versus evil, volatile love interest, very relatable and, fl- and human hero, humor and funny predicaments. The fifth element to me that, that gives Indiana Jones what it is, is memorable and eccentric combinations of villains. So think back to Raiders. You've got Belloc, uh, Tot and Dietrich. I don't. I didn't know the two of those three names, but the three guys basically at the end who open up the ark. One of them explodes. One of their face melts, and the other one implodes or something. Right. Those three dudes. They're all kind of different villains. They're formidable. Um, they're unique. Think about Last Crusade. You've got Donovan, who sort of is like the rich guy, but then he turns on him. You've got the the Nazi general guy, um, uh, Vogel. You got Elsa. She turns out to be a villain. You've got these like combinations of really memorable and unique villains so i think that is what makes i'm not speaking to temple of doom as much because i don't like the movie as much um but i think that indiana jones has that question does crystal skull have that with kate blanchett and that russian dude i I give the villains in this movie an f i thought kate blanchett couldn't even maintain the russian accent for the for the movie i mean it was and i thought her character was super boring super one-sided Nothing interesting. The other Russian guy, I mean, he literally was just the the uh, you know the um, the guy from Die Hard, the the um, helper, the mm-hmm. kind of second in command, the blonde guy. Blonde, the blonde yeah. guy. He was just yeah. that guy. Yeah. And we're also going to go into how um, this movie actually stole from Die Hard. Ooh, we're going to talk wait. about oh, this um, in in the slow burn segment. So it stole from the Mummy and Die Hard. Yeah, and yeah, this movie was just a thief, a yeah. thief and a liar. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick thoughts on the villains. Uh, I mean, they weren't strong. I just think they were there to fill a void of we need a Russian slash Nazi villain to fill in space. I mean, for an Oscar-worthy actress like Blanchett, like, what happened? Mm. That's tough. What did you rate this movie again? 84. I 
I think it's tough because I do rate I, I, movies hey, Riz, on how enjoyable it was for me. You're doing a really good job at actually honestly talking about this movie and not yeah. just defensively yeah. Uh, yeah, defending your score. Yeah. So I, it's just it, yeah, I don't know. I'm biased because the also, whole what alien the fuck did you rate this movie? I know 84, <laughs> dude. I loved it. I think it was fun. Okay, know. number six to me, Indiana Jones is two parts adventure, one part action, not the other way around. Um, Ooh, I agree with that definitely, and this thank movie you. fucked up that balance. Thank you. Okay, you answered it. Yeah, Grizz, thoughts? Uh, you said two parts. Yeah, explore, action. exploring explore. temples, tunnels, caves, libraries, sewers, exotic locations, globe trotting. Mm. These are these are adventurous things. Car chases are action. Yeah, Crystal Skull. How does that rank? <sighs> two parts action, one part adventure. I think maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I. I can't disagree with that, but I also just enjoyed it. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, it's just a globe trotting adventure. And re- remember, even if you were to answer one out of ten on all eight of these yeah. elements, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. To me, Brian's yeah. Corner tonight is about it's not a good Indiana Jones movie. Other el- erstwhile, we talk about why it's not a good movie. So this is just this is just the Indiana Jonesness of it. Okay, <laughs> number seven. This is a quick one. Gross outs and creepy things. That's a that's a that's a a, a real part of indiana jones snakes rats spiders you know creatures creepy things um do you guys think of those things when you think of indiana jones and how did this movie rank there did you say erstwhile i think i've been watching too much fargo hmm. so I, I mean I thought, the ant, I thought the ant <laughs> scene was fun as hell just because it just looked horrifying to be Ugh, eaten alive by I ants. Hated that scene. That was, it was I don't by know. The CGI fucking. Totally it was CGI, but it was ants. That, it was definitely or, done better than most of CGI in this film. Were there so other? Were there, credit. were there any other creep? Creepy, creep, there creepy was the snake thing moments. Where the he'd, snake, he'd, oh, like, was the snake. Okay, was the snake out, of, you know, with the quicksand or whatever that he's was. He's like, call it a rope. He seemed like a little bitch when he was talking. He's like, call it a rope. And I was like, what are you talking about? Just fucking be a man and well, grab remember, it. Remember, he hates snakes. I know he hates yeah. snakes. We've heard that. It was just, I yeah. But g- like, I just watched Temple of Doom, and I know I don't give that movie a lot of credit. But remember when Kate Capshaw, when Willie, she's trying to save them from the spike room, and mm-hmm. she has to reach her hand yeah, into yeah, that yeah, opening. Yeah, yeah, that's and you great. See the different there tarantulas you go. Temple and scorpions of Doom is not that bad. Yeah, it's not that yeah. bad. It's, it's fucking. It's, not. it's fucking Citizen Kane compared to this. What movie. did you <laughs> both? What do you guys both rate that movie? Temple uh, of Doom? Yeah. Temple 100. of Doom, I, it's it's like a 58 for me. Oh, okay. I give it higher than that. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I have not like watched 75. it in so long. I need to check it out. It, it's yeah. a 58 because of the pacing, and because it, it all, it's, it's, it, it, there, there's a lot of things I, I like about it. It just doesn't do anything special. But it was a prequel, right? Isn't that correct? It happened before so. was Raiders? It a prequel? Was yes. that right? I mean, you I could be know. right about it. I don't know the answer to that. That's I what know. I always thought was weird about Indiana Jones, was that movie happened before Raiders. I'll tell you, the, the, the fucking metal. Like uh, a scene with the temple with the guy with the heart and then the, and the chanting yeah. that, that scene. That's just like I want to play Love Doom it. and I want to have that movie on in the background <laughs> yes. and just feel yes. like a boss. The chanting, yeah. All right. Um, number eight, the last one. Um, to me, this is a big part of Indiana Jones. Practical effects, practical effects and top notch stunt work, not CGI backgrounds and choreographed sword fights. For instance, Last Crusade, there was a real cliff that they were driving towards after the tank scene, one of the best action sequences of all time. That they think Indiana Jones falls down, right? They go, they go on location. They shoot it at this cliff, right? Crystal Skull. There was a huge cliff, just CGI. Little, little difference there. So, yeah, I thought I give this movie an F minus for the. <laughs> I thought the, the. I like how he's not going anywhere near the ten rating. He's just giving no, it a, a letter I just, grade. I, I thought the CGI in this movie was terrible. We're going to talk about that more in the next okay. segment for sure. Do you, do you uh, agree though that stunt work and practical effects is I, sort of a part, like the ball rolling down in Temple of Do or I don't know uh, Raiders I think and stuff? This still gave me an eight out of ten. 
for the physical comedy and the physical action of Harrison Ford himself. Um, I love how they just covered themselves in blood and bruises throughout this. But I have to agree, the CG was just so brutal. But the physical effects and the practical effects were great. They were easily on par, 10 out of 10 with the rest of the films. Okay. And I think it's hard for me. The hard part is like the division, like I said earlier, is you have these practical effects and you have this great physical comedy. And then it goes straight to a CG backdrop and CG scenes. And, you know, the ants and all these things and the monkeys and all that bullshit. But it's so, that I think that's what is hard for people in this era, 2006 through 2011-ish, 14, where they had this crazy hard time. There were a handful of films that did it really well, but most of them had a very hard time blending the two together. And I think it's just a weird time in history of movies that yeah. we have a hard time with. Yeah, and I, I guess we're getting kind of off because we're talking about CGI and stuff, but I guess I would just was trying to think of stunt work. I mean, if you've ever been to Disney World, you've seen the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. There's a stunt show. It's all... Mm-hmm. It's all. It, it, there's a lot of really, really top-notch stunt work in the Indiana Jones movie. There's a lot of innovative things that happen during during the filming of the movie. So anyway, yeah, there you go. Those are the eight things that, to me, like you put those eight things together, you've got an Indiana Jones movie, um, and a lot of those were missing missing from from this movie. So I think Brian's corner tonight. Thank you for joining me. Was was really exploring the Indiana Jonesness of this movie, and I think we've agreed that it wasn't the Indi- the most Inzi- Indiana Jonesiest movie of all time. Thanks for joining me. Suicide's coming up in half an hour. <laughs> I don't plan those outros. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us in Brian's corner. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This is Critical Mess. I'm here with Brian and Grizz and Ben. Suicide We're sponsored is a drink. by old. Yeah, Suicide, if you need any clarity, is where you can buy Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper and Barks Root Beer and uh, Red Cream Soda I see. and uh, all the I see, all those things. And you make yourself a tasty treat. Uh, but if we're talking about other Speaking tasty, of tasty treats, treats. Um, we are sponsored tonight by Old Elk. And I want to give a special shout out to um, Greg Metzi. He's our master distiller over at Old Elk. Um, his name's on the bottle. Thank you. Uh, thanks, it, Greg. Uh, Greg, you make good, good, good stuff. Man, out of Colorado, just the just the, the, the goods. It's that straight wheat whiskey. Man. And, you know, the thing I like about Old Elk the most is it's 100 proof, bitch. Yep. Yeah, it's not that 40 proof garbo. No. You know, great, proof. you know what's great about Old Elk? You want Old Elk up on your shelf for, for people to see when they come over. And you also want it on the counter open to drink. You want it both places. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it's and like a, a trophy. great visual bottle design. Yeah, it's, it's really good. The thing I, I like the most about Old Elk is it's like, it's the kind of whiskey that you would just kind of maybe drink on a weeknight if you're just maybe having a just a, a quick cocktail. You know, you're watching yourself a Steven Seagal movie, you're having a good <laughs> night. Yeah, and man. you just need a you just need an old-fashioned to just kind of get you just through Just picture it. Nick in his underwear at right. home. Well, a lot of people out. would like to picture that. <laughs> I would also celebrate like a momentous occasion with a cigar movie. Too. But, but it's also the bottle you break out when the family's in town, yep. when your friends mm. are around, when you need just something really delicious to sip and to, to just enjoy amongst friends. Yeah. Agreed. So I, Old Elk really just toes the line. In fact, I might go so far as to say is it's the perfect whiskey? Might be. It's the last crusade of whiskeys. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Close to 100. Mm. It is Very close it's to 100. 100. Well, there are a couple other varieties for us to try, so yeah. I assume one of them is going to hit that 100 out of 100. We're going to try the weeded. We're going to You got to think rye. in the future. You got to think there's always going to be better, you know? Yeah. Well, straight weak. Uh, straight weak. Oh, my gosh. Ben? Straight strong. 
<laughs> Producer Ben, <laughs> cut that. I got straight you. strong. Um, yeah, I, I I think this straight wheat whiskey is 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 really the best I've ever had. Mm. We'll leave I'll it there. Whatever you want me to say. Old <laughs> <laughs> elk. Okay. We'll leave it there. So anyway, we like you. All right, you're listening to Critical Mess. I'm here with Brian Grizz and Ben. And um, it's it's a special, it's a really special time right now because it's our Christmas episode. We're having fun, and we finally made it to the best segment of the entire series of Critical Mess. And it's really, and, and as I usually say, most people just kind of just skip over all that other shit. They just kind of usually go kind of right to this. We should just time code stamp this. Yeah, we right? should. Really, and just say, if you want to get to slow burn, just skip to this point in the episode because it's really why you're here. We and should we should we should create a Patreon and send out the timestamp code to our Patreon. We should. I like yeah. that a lot. I like that a lot. That thank way you. they can come right to the best segment that just puts a smile on my face. Big thank you to our Patreon. That's right. And but but the question I, I just called this slow burn, but actually what, it's rapid fire. Is it rapid fire or is it crossfire? No, it's crossfire. Crossfire. That's what it is. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. I got you. Um, but it's known by other names. I mean, we call it uh, medium fire, medium fast fire. Uh, but actually, the thing we usually call it is slow burn. Slow The slow, burn. slow burn. And the reason we call it that is because we just can't shut the fuck up. Mm. And we just keep talking about stuff. Um, it's because we've been we've kind of been saving every we, like we're kind of right. dancing right. around things it's for the first up. hour of the episode, and now we're like, well, I gotta say everything I gotta say now. So here it comes. Now we're gonna give it to you raw. Mm. So here it comes. This is a slow burn. We're talking about Indiana Jones and the the land of quartz skulls, the dominion of the diamond head skeletons. Sure. Whatever it's called. <laughs> it's a shitty Indiana Jones movie, in one person's opinion. <laughs> um, all right. This is slow burn, and we're going to start right from the top of this film. Opening shot. You guys remember the opening shot of this movie? CGI of a groundhog. Yeah. Looks like shit. Could you not get an actual groundhog to do that? Was that too expensive? That was film? the that was the start of the t- the terrible tone, the Paramount. You've always got the the mountain that takes place to the of the Paramount Mountain it happens in Raiders, happens yep. in Last yep. Crusade, and then they do a fucking molehill in this one. So I'm already mm. like, come on, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I feel like I like how much did it cost, right? To to animate that. You think it was round. think that was George Lucas just like jumping in, and be like, "Hey guys, I think we should throw in a little hit." You hey, know? you know what? I'm not shitting on George Lucas because he is highly <laughs> responsible for the original trilogy. He his DNA is all over the yeah. the, the story of those movies. So I don't think it was. Hit, I just his feel mistake. like that was him because it was so CG heavy. I, th- I think and it, it was, was so cute. I think it was Steven Spielberg's mistake. You think so? I think he started to go downhill. <sighs> I don't know. I think have you seen? I think it was George Lucas. Have you, you seen? Have you seen Ready Player One? Slow burn. Just get a real fucking groundhog. Looks <laughs> a lot better. Good point. Yeah. Anyway. Groundhog Day could do it. Anywho, um, that was a bad start. That was the opening frame that really set the tone for me. Uh, we talked about this. We we touched on this, but that opening chase sequence. Um, what was the point of that? Someone, someone, because I'm too stupid to understand like what the really important metaphor was there. Or I think like it was to set the tone for the era. Honestly, the time. I think that's as we mentioned it earlier. I think it was really just to set the tone for 1950s. Um, you know, greasers versus you know. Uh, I don't know. I think that's just what it was. So the I think 50s was, was all about reckless driving and taunting the military. Yeah, exactly. 
I think you're onto something, Grizz, but I also think that way too much screen time and budget went to that. Yeah, way that too much. Absolutely way so too much. So I'm trying much. to, I'm racking yeah. my brain, like why, like like I said before, it was well done. Yeah. But why was it there, to Nick's point from before? A lot of these things, a lot of these scenes of this movie dragged on way too long, and I think... Just like Slow Burn. Yeah, just like Slow Burn. Anyway, it just, it, they did that scene to show off. That's what they did. And it added nothing to the movie for me. Yeah. Um... Okay, here's a here's here's where I I, I honestly feel like um, this movie actually might have done this on purpose. I could be wrong. We're talking about um, stealing from other movies. Do you guys ever notice it? Really, it's like a super shitty version of the start of The Rock. Did anyone see that? With the military break in, the music was really similar. It just it felt like the kind of the inciting incident. It just it felt a lot like The Rock. And what, The Rock what, did it a hundred million times better. Uh, real quick, on The Rock, wow, Ed Harris. You know they're breaking Ed into Harris, that facility and, and stealing yep. that uh, the, the green, the VX the green gas. Yeah, yeah, right, uh-huh. right. It was a very similar kind of military. You know, kind of breaking into their own facility. Yeah, sort of. It, it just it felt like yeah, The Rock it did, to because, me because they arrived at the gate and then all of a sudden the guy drops down to tie his shoe and then everybody's got their guns. It was the same. Yeah. It was like, hey, Colonel, you can't come in here. And it was like yeah. the same thing as The Rock. You're it was right. Exactly the fucking same as The Rock, which is a ten times the film this movie is. And also, why did the Area 51 facility happen to But also stole from Damn, Die Hard dude, just 3? fucking interrupt the Die shit Hard out 3? of me. Good lord. <laughs> but uh, but also stole from Die Hard 3 when they break into the bank. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. There's another stealing, yeah. stolen moment from Die Hard 3. This movie steals from Die Hard 3. <laughs> we're we're going to get to it. We're going to get to this it. This movie steals from two Die Hards? It, it does. It <laughs> does. Damn it. We're going to get to all of it. Oh, mm, this is exciting. Okay. But we um, were talking about The Rock stealing from... I was talking the about The Rock, rock stealing yes. from Die Hard. But what were you saying? Uh, what I was saying was not worth. You actually, you you were rightly interrupted me because because your thing was better than my thing. I, well, I was just saying like, why is Area Fifty One right next door to the test of a nuclear bomb? Like things all seemed a little like gimmickly close. Why was that like little city? So like highly detailed and like why the with the oh, TV so was on. I, and I actually did. And it was ridiculous. Read about this. I did read ridiculous. about this. They did that to test the full effects on the full lifestyle of an American. No, I know that was a thing. I, yeah. I do know that yeah. was a thing. But they why built the nuclear town? But but the fact that they but why would go was to the TV a, on? Yeah, the, 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 they wanted the, to see the level of detail of electricity. They wanted to see the effects of all those things. Okay, they wanted. You might be right. That's that's valid. That's valid. I'll concede. I'll concede, but that. still, yeah. but still, why was that right next to Area Fifty One? Yeah, that's I'm sorry. I Nevada. I mean, they're globe trotting. Of... No, Area Fifty One's in New Mexico. All Indiana the, Jones Nevada. movies are globe trotting in five minutes or less. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of splitting hairs with the paper cutout airplane that's flying across the map. And it... <laughs> hey guys, slow burn. Yeah, we're burning. <laughs> we're burning it from both ends tonight. Um, man, where do we go here next? Um. I just a general note about the dialogue. I thought the dialogue was very bad, very George Lucas, very stilted. Um, I didn't think it it came off kind of like a play, not like a like a movie. And I there was a little bit of that in the original trilogy. I get that, um, but this movie kind of took it to a different level, and I felt it, it just took me right out of it. I thought the dialogue was really bad. Dialogue in the original trilogy was was much better here, and here's one example of terrible dialogue. Um, right after. Marion drives their boat car 60 miles an hour off a cliff into a tree that she saw earlier that lands somehow perfectly in the water to where they're all safe and have escaped harm completely. Indy goes, 
don't ever do that again. Oh yeah. my gosh, I hated that one. <laughs> and so she much. goes, "Yes, dear." Yeah, oh, the and I was like, leaf. "Fuck, that's terrible." Yeah, it's Ooh, bad. I I like that. how mm. in the second watch or recent watch of this, and like watching her drive to the edge of the cliff and seeing the tree earlier in the film or earlier in the scene to be like, "Oh yeah, I think that could catch oh, my car." Wait, there's a setup and a payoff to that. It's insane. Yeah, there, so she, she actually, actually sees slides the, tree? the car. She slides the car to the edge of the thing, and she sees the tree, and you see it in full glory. And she looks at it, smiles, and then they drive around the corner. They finish the scene, and then she later drives off to that same tree. Oh my God, that's news to me. And I'm sorry, but that is way it. too esoteric it for me to have way, ever noticed. It was way too much. I mean, those are called ducks, by the way. I have actually driven in them. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not making fun of the boat car. I just was trying to hearken <laughs> our memories back to what they were yes, in. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not making fun of that car. Yeah. I'm just blown away that they actually had a setup for that. So, yeah, okay, it was good job. Uh, I did not catch it ever. It was, yeah. I guess the movie was surprisingly nuanced at that moment. Yeah. So I thought that whole, you know, I thought the kind of the, the first third of the movie was probably the best part, but still definitely sucked. Um, the whole gunpowder magnet thing I thought was really dumb. It was just a really dumb idea. Um, kind of how he would, he asked for the bullets and the gunpowder to lead him to the magnetized that was just stupid. skull. It was yeah. just stupid. I, I, I don't know. That, that, did, that's a small thing, but. Did the skull lose magnetism? Oh, that's the thing. It was selectively. A, it was selectively right. magnetic. It was like sometimes it was really magnetic. Yeah, and sometimes it didn't matter. That sometimes you would have metal buttons on your uniform that didn't matter at all when you were right next to it. Sometimes there was a coin I think across looking, the room. I it, think looking back at it, it's hard to be like, oh, that. Sometimes it magnetized, but like when you're in the movie, it was so fast paced and on to the next thing and on to the next thing and on to the next thing. You don't pay attention to any of that stuff. You're just along for the ride. I, I did. Think. It was selective magnetism, and I didn't like it. Yep. Liars, selective magnetism. You guys are liars. I didn't like it. No, because I, I love the idea of of using magnetism in an interesting way. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that could have been one of the gimmicks at the end of the last. It was crusade fun. Where, it was interesting. Remember yeah. how he's like got to stop the, the the gears of the the slicing things. He got to step on the Jehovah right. spell it and go across. Yeah. I feel like magnetism's a neat idea, but it, like like Nick said, they they yeah. they wove it way too much into the central MacGuffin to where it, to where now they've got to explain it everywhere and they do they fail yeah, that classic MacGuffin. So kind of in that same sequence. So there's just a guy standing next to Indiana Jones that just has a whip that he can just take and when, then just start whipping people with it. When does he do that? Uh, right in that sequence where they're the, right after the, the magnetism, he tosses the, the gunpowder okay. into the air, yeah. and then they find the box, oh, and there's kind of that standoff. So he does right? use a whip, but, he does it, use a whip. but it's not he his just, whip. No, it's some no. dude it's just has a whip, whip on oh, his really? shoulder. He's just got a whip. Or I mean, I don't know. No, he's no, just got no. a whip. He stole it. He took it from Indy when they confiscated him. Oh, so it was his own yeah. whip that he it took. It was his back. own whip. That makes it like three percent better. Yeah, You're welcome. And, and can I mention <laughs> he's holding on to a, the, the whip? He's just got it around his shoulder, so he can just and he's just happening to stand right next to him, so he can just grab it off him and start whipping the shit out of everybody. It's just like, yeah, that's cool. That's do, you convenient. Got, do you guys? Jeez, way to complain about Indiana Jones with the whip. God. It's like give it, just give him the whip in a more natural way. Like why, why, why is a dude just standing next to him with a whip on his shoulder? Like, but just also fuck off. doesn't use it the rest of the movie. Like, and he I doesn't. Did. You're right. I actually yeah. did. I thought that looked fairly good for a. I don't. I couldn't tell if it was CG or not, but it looked good. Where he grabbed the whip and he ran off the boxes, and he grabbed the light and swung onto the back of the truck. But I think he misses the back of the truck and falls anyway. Well, he's oh, 65. Ben! Yeah, we were talking about this. Remember, because you because yeah. you were like, he doesn't wear use a whip, and I was like, oh yeah, he swings off the light. But you're right, he uses the whip, yeah. and that actually, I laughed at that. 
Yeah. That was a funny moment where he got all, he almost he got there, there and he, just and he went back down. and he goes, man, I thought that was closer. But then he really, but then those two guys are next to him and they're just looking at him and he just like, he says his line yeah. with the two dudes just staring at him and then uh, he like elbows them both with no fight. And yeah, they both guys, go I gotta car. admit, like yeah. some of the one-liners, the, the timing was god awful. You down to an 82? No, I'm still at an 84. You're so stubborn. But um, <laughs> can I can I mention a scene in that warehouse? It's part of my uh, rapid fire, Nick. Do you remember the mm-hmm. scene where um, they all? Let's see. He he's got the gun and he's in, in, he's aiming it at the, the bad guys or whatever. And and so does his friend. Right? They both are aiming their guns and everyone's aiming their guns at him. And then they all lower their guns. And then you see them raise their guns back up. And then they kind of pan over and you see his friend has double crossed him. Right. So now we're in this situation where Mac, Indy a has a thousand guns. Well, sorry, not a thousand. Twenty guns aimed directly at him in close quarters. They tell him to drop his gun. He drops his gun. It errantly shoots a bullet into the foot of a guy. Okay, keep in mind, there's 20 guns aimed right at Indiana. He drops his gun. A bullet flies. Now all of a sudden, mayhem takes place, and he just runs away from these guns and these bullets. Yeah, he, it, just, he just runs away. <laughs> it's just good writing. Oh, it's so good. It's the best writing, Nick. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Fucking horrible. It's the best writing. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> um, You're really backing up that nine. Good job, man. Yeah. Because yeah, a nine needs to be backed up. It does. Um, yeah. uh, let's let's touch on that a little bit more. His friend, what's his name? Mac, Mac Truck? Mac. Yeah. yeah. It, that all made no sense. Like him double crossing him at that moment. Like it didn't make any sense at all. Like why he would have waited that whole, all that situation to the, then double cross him at that moment. And then he like triple cross. That was the stupidest character. The character just added nothing. It's because they it's because they felt like they had to add a double crosser in because that was a, that was, uh, didn't deserve to be a part of my main eight elements of Indiana Jones. But double crossing is a minor element of Indiana Jones. And you got Elsa super forced. Yeah, here. and so so they felt like yeah. they had to put it in there, and so then they pigeonholed it in. Yeah, I think that's with the, the answer. double double cross or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I'll go ahead and lower my score. You ready? Fifty five. Not big. Not out of just pure enjoyment I had for this film and love for it, uh, but just because of the ongoing issues that we're just blaringly going to nitpick at, 74 from an 84. Wow! Grizz, so you're that. Grizz, you Merry are. Christmas, you filthy animals. Grizz, when I give your eulogy, the first word I'm going to say is humble. <laughs> you know what? Just because you did that, Grizz. I'm oh, gonna, are you going up? I'm gonna oh. lower. My, I'm gonna lower my score to an eight. <laughs> you piece of shit! I'm at an eight. Gives him an olive branch and he, and he gives him a rattlesnake back. Oh man! There you go. All right, I'm now at an eight, <laughs> and um, I'm and where I'm at's irrelevant because. <laughs> so wow. okay, can we let's talk a little bit more about how how this movie stole from Die Hard. Okay, the bad guy, the the Russian colonel or whatever, was was the blonde, long blonde haired gentleman from Die Hard. He literally fights him with a chain, with a big chain, like at the end of Die Hard. He literally strings him up and wraps it around his neck, like Die Hard. Oh yeah, and he's literally hanging there, being taunted by the Russian guy, just like fucking Die Hard. It's like the same scene. It's like it's almost like shameless how badly they just ripped off that scene from Die Hard, and I and I will not even buy for one second they didn't just steal that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm either gonna watch Indy three or Die Hard three right after we finish mm, recording. Uh, there's there's not really a right answer there. Yeah, that, those are both good. Uh, Nick, I I think that what makes that so heinous is that the the, the just the 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 kind of I don't know essence of that character 
is so it's not like it's not that he has long blonde hair. He doesn't look like the guy from Die Hard, but he's the second in command muscle. Se- exactly. Second in command foreign thug. Second in command foreign thug muscle. He's yep. the big dude, right. right? Doesn't say a lot. And so and so for that character to then chain somebody up the same way, that's what exact makes it exact same what, way. And even the way he's it. like whipping the chain, man. Yeah. It's just like fucking Die Hard. It's like yeah. it's shameless. It's shameless. Yeah. Can we get a Die Hard sound effect? Because I feel like he's been. There's been a lot of Die Hards. I think we need one. Yeah, and I feel like with the Matrix, you know, we need a, we need some yeah. Die Hard. Okay, I all agree. right. <laughs> well, well, let's work. On yeah, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Chris, work on your. I gotta find a movie yeah, that I'm yeah. really. Hey, in love don't force with, it. But, yeah. It's Interstellar right now, but don't force it. We'll figure something out for you. Mm. I am wearing the Interstellar. Oh, I was wearing the Interstellar watch. Yeah, I mean, you switched all right. it out. We're gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep shitting on this movie. <laughs> what was the point of that rocket sled? They just like blasted them like the once again the character stolen from Die Hard and Harrison Ford just like blasted them a- along this track out into the de- it made I don't what care was the point of the that? end scene of that of him physically falling off of it as they're fucking just like out of it but it's like I they constructed awesome. this whole thing just to, to just get to that to moment. get Indy away from the bad guys I guess I it don't just, know it, it made was weird. zero sense like yeah. can you just just give me like even a just a tiny explanation as to why they would have some rocket sled yeah, on this a track. Movie, this movie was two hours plus long. Just, I, they could have made it way might, shorter. Might I offer my answer to that? I would love to hear it. Raiders, the classic face melt, face, face imploding, exploding scene of, of, of the arc. Okay. Yep. Last Crusade, Donovan, uh, uh, time lapse disintegrating into the skeleton. Right? You've got body gross out horror, right? Uh, Temple of Doom, heart out of the chest, right? Where where was that in, in in Crystal Skull? The ant scene, maybe at the most, maybe, yeah. but not really. They they were like, oh, let's have this turbine, this jet engine, um, the fire come out and melt these three guys. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I got. That's the only thing I can think of. But that was a pretty zoomed out view, wasn't it? it wasn't it? Didn't show any close. It kind of showed. I mean, it definitely Did showed it? these three guys getting burnt to a crisp. So I feel like yeah. maybe they maybe they added that in post. No, they couldn't have. Anyway. Speaking of burning. We slow burning right now. We're slow burning. We're hey, slow burning. Hey guys, real quick, did Shia LaBeouf dip his comb in a glass of Coke in the diner? I didn't catch that. But did you guys I did see not this? Catch that. No. Stupid like that. Whether yeah. it was water or Coke, I didn't. Do you catch remember? It. He, do you remember he he reaches <laughs> over to the table next to him and he dips the comb, and it's I didn't a, catch it. He dips it in a clat a glass of Coke and then he combs his sugar. Hair. I mean, I guess that could stick the hair up. I don't know. Do you guys remember when they showed that picture of Sean Connery on the desk? Mm-hmm. That was nice. It made me think of a better movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I remember when these movies were good. Mm-hmm. This is Critical Mess. We were talking about Indiana Jones and the... Dial of Skulls. Skull thing. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so we're in the midst of our most classic, most epic segment, Slow Burn. And... Um, I think the next thing I wanted to talk about was you guys seem kind of hot for Shia. Um, you know, when he rides in, his his kind of his first sort of debut as the sort of the motorcycle badass, kind of um, moving through the fog. Uh, give me a nice LOL. I thought it was pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty silly. And then he said his name was Mutt, and then I got a good belly laugh. That's not his fault. Yeah. Well, what were they doing there? Yeah. I thought he did the best he could do with that character, and at least it was something. Yeah, because when I, I thought back to this movie after twenty years, after not fifteen years having not watched it, I thought, oh yeah, I, I thought that's the movie with Shia, who's like this kind of greaser, kind of badass, kind of rebellious kid. Yeah. So if that's the first thing I thought of, then at least it was something. Well, do you, well, here's something I think is interesting. Do you remember Indy's reaction when Shia tells him his name is Mutt? Oh yeah, yeah. He he he. Oh, um, 
He may, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he he insults him. Yeah, he's basically like, that's fucking stupid. And he's like, he's like, well, I chose it or something, right? Well, that's what I chose or something, right? Yeah. He? He was, okay. yeah, he was basically like, that's dumb. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good reaction. Good reaction. Nailed it. Um, okay. No, while we're talking about Shia, uh, maybe one of my favorite quotes from him was when he said, Smog in the noggin. Did you guys catch that one? No. Smog in the noggin. Did you say no. that? Sometimes smog I feel like noggin. I've got smog in the noggin. Yeah. yeah. I did last uh, week. Definitely last week when you guys recorded <laughs> Half-Baked. I just think noggin is a really fun word. Noggin. Mm-hmm. It is a fu- it's a fun, funny word. I approve of it's noggin. It's fun, and I don't like that Like Nickelodeon has like appropriated it as their little network or something. Noggin okay. is better than that. It's yeah. much better than that. Noggin. Anyway, it's a great word. Let's start using that. Bring somehow. it back. We're going to bring it back. Uh, okay, here's another quote. <clears throat> when Indiana Jones says, you just brought a knife to a gunfight. And he and paused then, for and a then, long time. Like mm-hmm. I said. And then my, my, my little note here is fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the dialogue in this, it, it, was, it was fine. It was good. It was fun. The problem was the timing was just yeah. so off. Yeah, the On timing was off. multiple lines. And I think they could have been landed a lot better if they would have just thought them through and made the punchline faster. Bro, he should have just said, you just brought a knife to a gunfight. He shouldn't have paused because then you're, yeah, think, then you're thinking, oh, he's he's going to riff it, on It was the like very like David Caruso. You just brought a knife. Yeah. To a gunfight. Yeah, it was yeah. All, the only reason they did that was to pause to pan over and they show the guys open their jacket. No, we already saw the gun. The gun. It's we, like, at why? that point in time, we already saw the knife and the guns. He didn't need to pause. All right. Let's talk about the the knife uh, a little bit more. So Shia right. did some knife tricks. Yeah, I got I, I that he was my next thing. Man. Let's see it our knife and it, professional. And, and Let's do well, it. you know what? You know it was a big um a big problem for me was that it, it was just some just garbage switchblade. It wasn't some cool balisong. Would have been a great opportunity to introduce a balisong, do some balisong tricks, but they tried to do some switchblade tricks. Were balisongs of the of the time? You know what a balisong is? I don't. I think we need to define that for our yeah, audience. I as a, a part of the audience. Yeah, I think I think no our, 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 our common vernacular is a butterfly knife, butterfly but it's, knife, but it's yeah. not a butterfly knife. It's a it's yeah. It is, no, it is a butterfly knife. Those are interchangeable. Those are okay, they are okay. Those are synonymous. Right. Yeah, yes, they are. Um, and anyways, so, so um, and yes, they existed at that time. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And okay. so they had to get this sure. little switchblade thing happening. I mean, that was like that added like the point seven five points to this movie. Nick, that's so funny. L- literally, right here on my screen, Nick. How many points would you add to your rating <laughs> if Shia was flipping a balisong instead of a switchblade? Yeah, so I'd say the, ba- the the switchblade added 0.75 points. If it was a balisong, I'd say 35 points. Oh, okay. Huh. So, okay, you'd be at a 40-something around. I, I would. I'd be in the 40s with a balisong um, featured prominently wow. here. But we didn't get that. We got a switchblade. <laughs> um, so uh, just a note on Mutt. I mean, he... He rides motorcycles like a boss. He reads books. He plays with knives. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 11, how, how fucking you, cool is this guy? Yeah, how did you not relate to him more? Well, I thought it was a little forced, and I didn't yeah. actually... Um, no, I thought it was all bullshit, mm-hmm. I guess. I thought it was like, this guy needs to look cool, so we'll give him a knife mm. and a bike. He's got to be edgy. Right, right. But I didn't feel like he actually... Edgy, like. I get it felt like he embodied yeah that was good good job. embodied that that kind of actual i think they just kind of threw out some attributes at him that they thought this is what a cool guy in the 50s would do but it just didn't 
land. But really, it was just a cool guy in the 50s and movies look into. Another thing I, 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 I thought was interesting here, uh, uh, kind of a classic indie trope, um, using infighting with like with like your 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 friend or your wife or whatever as a distraction, right? To punch the bad guys, right? So you're like you're 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 fighting, you're you're angry with your friend, and then all of a sudden you punch somebody else. Do you know it's, what I'm talking about? Yeah, bad boys nails this. Well, but but I think Indiana Jones. Well, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah post, yes, I understand that was it was after. And, and and um, you you always talk about that first scene in Bad Boys, which is yeah. where they do that. Yeah, yeah that's a great it. that's love a great callback to that. But like in Indiana Jones, um. He's uh he's what's the scene? He's fighting with his dad, right? He's fighting with his yeah. dad, and then all of a sudden he like punches somebody else it's out. It's on the dirigible, right? When they're on the blimp. <sighs> Shit! Now I can't remember. I think it's it like is. it's like ingrained in my memory. But like he's 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 arguing with with another yeah, protagonist. Isn't it on the blimp? Is it? I think it is. I, it's been a while. No, I it's can't not. Say the, it's sure. not the blimp. It's, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. It's somewhere else. But anyway, uh, I like that trope, and he does it here as well. Um, he, he's fighting. Do you guys remember that scene? He he's he's arguing with um, maybe Marion or something or maybe it's Shia and then he like punches somebody else. He cold clocks somebody because they're like. Well, there's the scene distracted. with the greasers versus the the jocks, and he's and Indy's like punch the jock. Yeah, it's not that scene. It's another one where they're in the camp. I think. Anyway, point point being, I love that when he and I, I'm failing to come up with. I should have written down an mm. example here, but you guys know what I'm talking about, where he's fighting with somebody and then he cold clocks somebody else. So that's that's a good, that's a that's a fun rapid fire, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Ox. We didn't have to talk about Ox at all. Man, did he have the nut house suite? Oh my god! You guys gosh. remember that? He had what a room. What yeah. a room. What that did thing he pay had to for be that a place? twenty-four by twenty-four. He had the skylights with a forty-foot roof. He had the twenty. Yeah, the at least twenty-foot ceilings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ox was living large. Um, that whole scene sucked. By the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like five minutes of just like, geez, dude, give me I can't my fucking wait to hear you think about dial of destiny. Let me let me get my smelling salts out. If I I that was this, five minutes of just just boring as shit. If I rate this movie so highly and then you watch Dial of Destiny, that has to be a negative point. Oh yeah, I'm well, looking forward to you're it. in the negatives. Yeah. I, so I okay, here's another one. The CGI animals we talked about. They, they were all horrible in this movie. The CGI yeah. scorpions. Mm. I was like, oh. everything, everything CGI. Oh was bad. no, he was stung by a large fake as fuck scorpion. <sighs> yeah, so Guys, fake. like I said, I think this is a Ugh. weird dilemma of those two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. But you've got era. a hundred and eighty million dollar budget. Using I understand real that. Scorpion. I understand that. I think the hard part is there was also a time frame where animals were also shunned upon being used in film, based on the nineties and the the, del- the the neglect that was used in the nineties. And so I think there was a weird time where they couldn't use animals in films to a certain extent or to where they wanted to in a film. I think the hard part was that this was shot on film. It looked beautiful. But once you saw those CG scenes, you're like, what are you doing? Nick, just wait till you watch Dial of Destiny. The de-aging of Indy's face. I thought it was done very well. No, 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 no. It was not. It was terrible. Oh, really? Irishman level of just... Oh, it was worse. Oh, it was worse. I don't think it was worse than Irishman. Irishman was bad. But... Hey, can I say real quick my last rapid fire? Yeah. Um, The Indiana Jones franchise has the best punch-in-the-face sound effect of all time. When someone gets punched in the face, like a combination of like dropping a kettlebell and like a branch breaking in half. Brian, yeah. give us the best sound I effect agree. of punching in the face from this film. Go. No, I thought it was really good. It was kind. Of, it's kind of like the uh, Lars from Metallica, the snare drum. Oh you know, yeah, it's so iconic. It's, it's iconic. It's just a mm. pop. 
It's like yeah. when you hear that, you think Indiana Jones. And, Somebody well, just I, got I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I totally think with less you of that. that, and I think more of the Wilhelm scream. Oh, yeah, this movie Which had a Wilhelm scream. Where? Sure. The guy holding the books in the library. Yeah, as they were riding up on the motorcycle. Yep, I was watching. Yeah. We're talking about Indiana Jones and the quartz skull. Um, <laughs> the tombs, the tomb scenes, they just wouldn't end, guys. They wouldn't end. They're just tombs and tombs and tombs and tombs. And all the little dudes I, I, bra- busting and, yeah, out and to what chase was them. That shit. And then they just disappeared. All right, guys, my score is still 74 out of Oh, damn, dude. <laughs> I know you got to like excited, but. My respect I, for you is directly in, inversely proportional to how low <laughs> your score goes. No, I just, I just had a lot of fun with it. I don't know. It's hard. So, so I had a big problem with all the family stuff. Like Marion reuniting, that scene was very painful. The, the Russians just sit there and watch as they hug each other and smooch and talk about how sad they are. They didn't get to spend the last three fucking decades together. They're not tied up. They're yeah, not. it's just like, and the Russians are just in a circle, mm-hmm. just, just watching this happen. So that makes sense. Um, <laughs> the, um, the whole, like, son, Shia LaBeouf, Leboeuf. Leboeuf. Um the, the whole reveal, like in the quicksand. Mm. I mean, I just wrote fart noise again. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was so fucking bad. Like, All of a sudden, Indy turns into a nerd. He's like, wow, this isn't quicksand. This is called dry, like a dry sand dry pit. Sand, and there's a void yeah. down here. And Very actually, historical. It's like it was so out of character for him to turn into nerd man. Because the whole point is he's like a badass adventurer. He's not a nerd man. He did turn into a little... Didn't he? Pris. 72, so 71, yeah. 71, no, 70, 71. I dropped 10 points 20 yeah. minutes ago. I know, but, it's, but hey. We're, we're very close to 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> How many times are there just going to be 20 Russians that just step out of the bushes and point guns at the cast? Uh, right after they get saved out of the, out of the quicksand. Oh. Nine times? Grizz, what do you got for that? <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> asking for an answer? <laughs> Well, you thought you loved it. I just want to hear. Whatever number you say, you have to detract <laughs> that much from Eight your score. Eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. I, I had a question for you guys before I forget. What's the best scene or sequence or memorable part of an Indiana Jones movie to you of all time? And I was going to say, I love the scene where Elsa, where uh, uh, um, Indy and his dad are tied up back to back in Last Crusade. And Elsa like gives him, uh, she's like saying these things, and the dad thinks she's saying them to him. Yeah, that's and then a great he's scene. like, "Well, I showed it I." And and then she, he realizes that she's saying it to his son, and then she that's like really kisses good. him, and then the other dude comes up and like fucking busts him in the face, and then they, they both get hurt, and he's like, "I like her way of saying goodbye." Sorry, I love that movie. Were there any scene like nothing that, iconic in this movie be, at all? Like nothing. They could have tied that into that scene when the, when he's like, shut the hell up, and then they keep talking. I don't know. Have something like that happen. Yeah, it, I mean, the quick answer. It, it, for me, yep. I mean, it's just a cliche answer, but it, <laughs> My it, it is the guy with the sword getting shot. I mean, okay. it's just that, that's, yep. that to me yeah. is always the quintessential Indiana yeah. Jones yep. That's scene. iconic. I think uh, in uh, Last Crusade is the opening scene with uh, River Phoenix. That's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. of all time. It's a great scene. Outside of the snakes and him, or the monkeys and Shia LaBeouf riding the... I think my answer is, I know I just talked about that other answer, but my answer is um, when they're on the blimp and India and uh, the, and Sean Connery is trying to get, trying to talk about the task at hand and Indiana and, and, and Indy's like trying to connect with him. And he's like, well, we never talked or whatever. And he's like, well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what do you want to talk oh. about? He's just kind of sitting there and he's like, I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh man. He's like, well, what are you complaining about? <laughs> like, I, like, he, and when he, when he says, he's just like staring at him like an owl, like, oh man, that scene is just gets me every time. Oof. All right. 
slow burn. That's what we're doing here. Um, okay, guys. So, oh, we've got so much this more. This is the slowest burn. Oh, God. Slow guys, we're going to burn it for another, burn. another few hours. Can I ask my last one? Yeah, go, go for it. Who had the better fake Russian accent? Kate Blanchett and Crystal Skull or Famke Jansen and Goldeneye? Famke. Thank you. Mm, yeah. So Shia getting pounded in the nuts as he's sword fighting and straddling two Jeeps Felt Hell like the yeah. perfect metaphor for how I felt watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's also funny? I like did a Google search or a, a YouTube search for like Indiana Jones, Shia LaBeouf nut shot, you know, a few years. Because I was going to use it in like a something I was writing, a blog or something that was like, this is how I feel. And this Shia getting pounded in the nuts with plants. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. Like no one's like cut that down and put that on YouTube. You like, really, it's been 15 years. No it's one's been made 15 years. No you one's should, made like the nutshot clip. Um, yeah. Seems like an easy win to me. Okay. Uh, gosh. I mean, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, mutt swinging through the trees like a monkey. Oh man. Uh, cut God, that what scene. the fuck, Even me man? What? Four out of hundred. I cut that fuck? scene. Yeah, Grizz. Good answer. Cut yeah, that scene. Cut that scene. Just cut it. Cut it entirely. What? the fuck it's like guys <laughs> just if you can't rely on the practicals of the historical happenings of these this franchise what are you doing why are you relying so heavily on cg Ugh. stop i just wrote no i just wrote no <laughs> <laughs> okay can we Please. auction off your 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 pages of notes <laughs> to, to our, to our for posterity yeah. yeah in 100 years these will be worth billions because um, I'm looking over at them, and I can't quite read them from this distance, but they look like well, a great time. I can't quite read them from this distance. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing. We already talked about the ant attack a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought it was really bad. It went on I mean, too long. Okay, so and the ants were like fucking fist-sized ants, and then they get squeezed, and they pop, and then the, the crystal skull's like special power is stopping ants. Is that its special power? Is that what it was like? It meant? had like a weird radiance to it that... Yeah, I don't know. It was strange, but well, it kept so, it, it kept it kept away danger both the ants and the natives from the actual temple itself. That it also retracted them away from people. And I just think, from a storytelling perspective, like you've already explained, you've already exposited that this thing can clear a perimeter, yeah. right? You don't have to do it again with all yeah, the dudes right. that bust out of the little hiding places. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, okay, we get it. the crystal school. It's cool. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's just a phrase that came to me that I want you guys to react to through this that I thought was a kind of a through line with this film. Geriatric pugilism. Do you know what those words mean? I know geriatric. It means old, but what's pugilism? I went to community college. I have it no idea, Nick. <laughs> punching. Oh. There's a lot of old punching. Did Shia LaBeouf <laughs> say that to him? He didn't. He should have. He, well, uh, there was one quote where he said, you know, for an old man, you're pretty good in a fight. What are you, like 80? <laughs> and I actually kind of laughed at that phrase but that's not when this happened this happened an another time geriatric pugilism no, no one you this. made this you I said this I phrase. guys i can't get over ah. he's 65 years old i thought he looked fucking incredible and he did physical action and physical comedy yeah, and very that, well yeah. you've got a man me. you've got a man it crush bothers me he's 65 and he's beating the shit out of 32 year old russian care. soldiers it was I awesome care. i care it was awesome i care he was hobbling around no, not as bad as Dallas Destiny, though. Oh, my God. Why I can't they even show him? They, 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 hey, hey, f hey, get ready, Those Nick. few scenes of him running. He's shirtless in Dial of oh. Destiny. For some reason, he they is. felt they for some reason, they, they made him shirtless Why in Dial of they Destiny. Why did do that? It was his that's choice. Hot. You hot. know it was. You guys, I went back to Temple of Doom. He's shirtless in Temple of Doom. And 
damn, does he look good in Temple of Doom. I thought he looked great in Crystal. Man. But, eh. Dude, I hope I look half that good at No, the 65. last time Harrison Ford looks good shirtless, I know we're getting off topic. I'm going to come back. No, that, I really want to hear the, the answer The last this. time Harrison Ford looks good shirtless is in What Lies Beneath. He looks really good, and he's a little bit older, and he's laying in bed with Michelle Pfeiffer on his laptop, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get frisky, and he's trying to be on his laptop, and I mean, you know. I mean, he's got. I see pecs. where she. I see where she's coming from. He's pecs got, yeah. are looking good. He's got a little bit of hair yeah. on the chest. A little bit of kind of he's salt manly and pepper a little bit. Yeah, and strong, but not too strong. But when he's eighty-two, in Dial of Destiny, yeah. not done. He's still. Done. He's still hot. Um, the waterfalls. Did, damn oh, it! Didn't they? Fuck! I forgot did, about please those. Please just kill someone there. Just let someone die. How did they go down but, three waterfalls and no one's Ugh. hurt? Oh, that was just such a waste. Oh. Yuck. Grizz, defend it. <sighs> I can't, guys. 60, 64, 68. It was 69. 60, just, go, just go 69. Right I'm just not going 69. I can't do that. 70. Um, 74 still. Um, well, say something to back it up. Give us something. I can't. It was just funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought his delivery was funny. I thought it, him just being like, they're all drenched. They're very physical with it. I thought it was well, I don't, I don't think it was well executed. But uh, I think it could have been worse. They could have been fully dry every time they went down and then pop up and they're fully dry again. I was expecting that when I saw the first time they fell. But I don't know. I thought the physical, I thought his lines were funny, but I don't know. If they just all died in the waterfall, this movie is an instant 80. Credits hit, gone. (laughs) I feel like Nick says that frequently about a movie that's terrible. And just kill everyone. He's like, if everyone just died, I'll just rate it 50 points higher. (laughs) I'm I'm going to hire. I'm done. All right. Um. Okay. Oh man. Uh, let's just talk about the alien chamber at the sure. end. Okay. Here's a good line. What are they, spacemen? Hey, Mutt, shut the fuck up. That was a dumb line. Mm. Well, spacemen. that actually is of yep. the time, and I do love alien mythology and like the historics of it. But uh, it's because they never had a, a dedicated name for them. I mean, just set yourself. Yeah. You guys set yourself back. That's why he. Uh, set, that's why. Uh, what was the science? The buddy's name of the the crazy wilderness, like the bewildered, confused friend. Oh yeah, yeah. The other the other professor guy who yeah. like let him. In. Just um, Chris, listen. Go back to the canyon of the crescent moon. You go into the temple. You see a gauntlet, and you see heads rolling out of it, and each person has to go in and figure out how to get through this crazy guy. I mean, think about the storytelling there. Now, go to Crystal Skull. Oh, we're in a temple, and there's fucking glass aliens everywhere. I mean, God they, damn, they it's could terrible. Have, they could have done this last... I, I mentioned earlier, I think this this final scene, this the last scene was just... The third act was just tough because it was so CG-filled. They could have gone through all kinds of cool stuff with the temple itself. I and they, the, they started off cool know, with the I, stairs retracting I and the sand the, going yeah, down and stuff. The, yeah, the the um, the physicalness of like the the sand having they having to figure out how to pull the heads off, the sand dropping down, the whole spikes moving upward towards the satellite dish kind of style. I thought it was interesting. But they could have just gone okay. so much better into the temple itself. My, my note about that was uh, uh, B B E H B B B B is what I said about that whole. Beh. Sequence. Beh. Yeah. Um, the alien just staring at Clayton Blanchett. As who, she just who, Clayton? Clayton Blanchett. Clayton Blanchett. 
as she just kind of disintegrates. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, what? that was anticlimactic. I'm like, yes, let's get a face disintegration like Donovan. Remember how cool that was? Yeah. And then Again, all of a sudden, another she, she just filled. she just turns into a uh, uh, like luminous vapor and goes yeah. up, and yeah. that's it. It's like, guys, go back to that physical. Man, I know. You know what I mean? Or not? It doesn't even have to be physical, but just if you're going to use CG, like make it disturbing. That's the thing with the, these Indiana Jones movies flirt with ra- with being rated R. Temple yeah. of Doom, like, yeah. Yeah. like oh, for the, sure. I mean, the, these movies have like certain it elements. Created PG thirteen. Yeah, very. It's yeah. thank you. Yes. Yeah. And and earlier we we talked about good PG thirteen <laughs> movies, and, and I jokingly said only the Mission Impossible movies are. But I'm going to include Indiana Jones at least Last Crusade there because like yeah, it's and do that with this. Do that with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Make yeah. something. Make something that's like when my thirteen year old son watches it. How was that not an option when they did this? I don't even understand. Creative creativity. All right, rating seventy four out of hundred still. Wait, you just you just interrupted yourself to say a rating. We thought it, like, but it's not even different or it's new. Not any different. Because we don't want to hear any of this until it's a sixty nine. Okay, <laughs> that's that's when we're in. That's when we believe you. Matter of um, fact, we're going to keep recording this podcast, much to Ben's yeah, chagrin. Exactly. We're until going, your rating until comes to a sixty nine. <laughs> Brian's right. I'm here all night. We're I don't, two I don't hours. Care. Good. None, none of us Good. are working again until January second. So. Good. We're crossing two <laughs> We're hours. All Good. Now. I hope we go into twenty twenty five. I'm pouring four. some more <laughs> old elk. That's right, old elk. Yeah, actually, uh, that's I'm our right. sponsor tonight, right? Brian. Matter of fact, there's way too much old elk left in this bottle. Way too much. And I, I if, don't get me um, wrong on this. This is straight wheat. Am I right? It's ninety five percent wheat, a hundred percent proof. Oh, I thought it was a hundred percent fucking delicious. It's a hundred percent goaded. Mm. Yes. Uh, Grizz is gesticulating to pour him a large glass of old elk. <laughs> Fill her up. happening right now. To the top. I'm failing to, to defend top, my ben. 74. Fill her up. To the top. 74 out of 100. Uh, believe me, in 69. Anyway. Um, all right. I'm almost done, guys. I'm almost done. I, I think I've, a, de- I've defended my nine pretty well. You I have. Like. Um, but, okay. The stupid fucking marriage at the end. With zero twist. There's zero twist in the last five to ten minutes of this movie. Nothing entered. That's like a, a staple of just like screenwriting. Have a twist at the end of the movie. This movie does not have one. There's a hat that blows in and lands at Shia's feet. Oh, my God. That worked out pretty well. Was that the twist? I'm sorry, Nick, but I can't abide. I can't, I can't, I can't abide, abide a Indiana Jones's hat flying in through double doors at a marriage and landing at his feet. I can't. It's it's just too much. You couldn't believe that? No, I I, had <laughs> a, I, I wrote that down. I just can't. I can't abide the hat at the end. Mm. It was. Just, it's got magical powers. Fantastical. I'll tell you how you science fucking, fiction. I'll, let me let me tell you how when it's that thing hat of science fiction. Let me tell you when that <laughs> hat is used the best in the entire trilogy. It's when fucking young Indiana. Uh, gets across the Coronado, takes it to his dad. His dad's like, count to 20 in Greek. And he's like out there. And then the dude comes and he finds him and he gets, and he's like, you lost today, son, but that doesn't mean you have to like it. And he puts the hat on his head and it, that's when he gets, and he looks down and then it cuts to the, he's on the Coronado ship and he looks up and he's like smiling, remembering that moment. And then he gets cold clocked in the face. Fucking, that's how you use a hat. I agree, agree. That's how you do Amen. it. Amen. That's how you do it. But the way they did it here. Nope. Was a disgrace to the franchise. Disgrace. Were these guys in their heydays? Spielberg, was was he in his heyday back then? In two thousand eight? No, 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 no. No, I mean, in eighty nine. Yeah, yes. eighty nine. I'm saying from yes. seventy from seventy 
seven through ninety ninety eight, maybe two thousand seven. Yeah, no, because ninety eight was was same Private Ryan. That's oh, Spielberg's shoot, era. You're right. Two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Twenty tens. Hot trash. Hmm. Those old guys, they're CG, man. They're just man, they're him, killing their movies. Him, Zemeckis, and Ron Howard, these old guys got to get it together. They're, 69 they're out of 100. Yes. Sound effect. We need a yes. sound effect. Just play anything, Hit them all. <laughs> Everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes. We did we it, did guys. It. We cheers. fucking did it. Wow. Cheers. And, 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 cheers. And you guys that, nickel and dime me all the way down to 69 out of 84. That's the end of the episode, man. On that that's, note. That's the best end of any episode of all time. That's great. Ooh. I love it. And you know what? I've got one final slow burn to bring us home on that note. The Wikipedia article for this film is longer than the entry on World War fucking 2. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck! Why is there so much to say about this movie? I read it all, and it was like I was reading like a, a like a textbook. I was like, even the Wikipedia article on this movie is, a, is, is a nine out of a hundred. Wait, like, was it mostly about like um, controversy around the movie, or about the lore of the movie, or the production of the movie? Like, why was it so long? It was all like there were like these really big long paragraphs, like summarizing the characters and like the, all the bad. It, it, it's a bad bad wikipedia article that goes into way too much depth about a movie that really fucking sucks so i just want to call that out spent time on that yeah someone someone so many people someone did we got we got we got to stop this we We did it guys (laughs) hey we got to a 69 man we're done this is we're done so you know what this is a great night if you made it this far i mean you're, you're a saint you're 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 someone who just really deserves all of our praise and really the praise of the world at large. If you're listening on an iPhone, you probably had to plug it in and like recharge <laughs> it during it? while you were listening <laughs> you to probably this episode. Did. And so so from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for sticking with us as we reamed this movie. And well, one of us defended it uh, fairly admirably. Yeah. I will say that you, you did a fine job of giving. Hey, your 69, sixty-nine out of hundred. That's well below the critic score of seventy-seven. You right? did about the job I expected. Yeah. yeah, I think you. I think you did well. Um, so it's respectable, maybe, we, we, <laughs> kind of. We are once again. We are. We are threatening to do another episode. We'll do it, and we're going to do a, a, a movie that I, I don't even know what it is. I've never heard of it, but mm. it's new. It's hot. It's out. It just came out. It, it just came out. Just came out last week. It's on Netflix. I think all the kids are talking about it, right? All the adults. All the adult kids are talking about it. <laughs> Um, it's called Leave the World Behind. Mm. And I, I, I literally don't even know what that is. It's I'm so very excited to talk about this. I'm very excited to talk about this. Yeah, movie. I'm excited too. Um, I have obviously not seen it. It's on Netflix, um, but I'm going to watch it and we're going to talk about it. It's the first actual good movie we've done since Hook. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's wow. Episode Bold. One. Bold. <laughs> I'm so excited to do actually a good movie. Oh, man. All right, so um, this is Critical Mess. You can find us at um, http colon backslash or regular slash forward slash For, forward forward no, slash. No, it's a it's a it's a uh, double backslash. Double backslash. It's a forward slash. Okay, there's a <laughs> slash. www dot i n s t a g r a m. That's Instagram. I don't know if you've heard of that. Instagram dot com. I'll stop you there, Nick. It's at slash. <laughs> it's at Critical Mess Crew. Thank on God, Instagram. he was. We was oh, waiting for you to please slow down. Slash take a breather. www dot Critical Crew Mess. <laughs> Crit- critical Crystal Skull. 
Critical uh, skull mess. Please don't follow us. So leave us a comment. Um, we'll read it. Please we, review us. We will read any review. We on will. Air. We will. Even if it's horrible, you can say that this was the most the, the the biggest waste of time that you've ever even done. At and least that's something. It's something. We made you feel something, and that's what we go for here at Critical Mess. We want to make you feel something, mm-hmm. and really, the thing we want to make you feel is good. Mm-hmm. And so we hope we did that tonight with our review of. Um, what do we talk about? Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Just Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, the shittiest Indiana Jones. The Dial of Crystal is. Worlds. The Crystal Quartz Skull. At this point, we're trying to outlast you. If you're listening, we're just trying to out. We're trying to outlast you. I know. And can we just say, if you're still listening at this point, you win. <laughs> you have won. Why we you? lose. You win. <laughs> and we're fine. done. Fucking fine. You win. And Goodbye. We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> this has been Critical Mess. Thank See you. Ya. We love you. Good night. Later.